Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode 61 today, and today's episode is a special episode. We once again have four people on with us right now. This is the only the second time. Last week's was the first time we did that. And today is the State of Decay Awards results show. Last week, we went over the nominations. We had Sarkoth on here. We had Fall Down Go Boom. And we had ML Mara. So we talked about all the nominations. And that was a very fun show. Today, we have some great guests with us again to talk about it. And we're just going to get right into it. So today, we're here with us. We have a first-time guest in the podcast. We have a YouTuber and one of the nominees for Content Creator of the Year. Please welcome to the podcast, Arky Gamescast. How are you, Arky? Hey there, Blaze. Uh, nice to be here. Happy to be nominated. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, this is one of the best communities on the internet and in gaming, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, so thanks, Blaze. Uh, let's do this. Absolutely. I love this community, and I'm really excited to do this and talk about all this. And it looks like we just had someone jump in that we were waiting for. So please welcome back for his second appearance on the podcast, a streamer and someone that is up for streamer of the year. Please welcome Kay Sizzleback. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Can you hear me well? We can. So you jumped out at the perfect time. We just started the episode. So <laughs> Awesome. <I laughs> so like nice it. timing. That is great. So that is our second guest. And we do have two guests on the same line together. We actually have a couple of developers from Undead Labs. We have back for his second time on the podcast. Please welcome designer Jeffrey Card. How are you, Jeffrey? I'm doing good. <laughs> good to be here. I'm glad you were able to join us for this. Yeah, I sort of uh, arrived at just the last minute. I've been getting my car repaired and uh, gotten here a little bit late today. Kind of ran in and uh, found Brant and said, hopefully uh, I haven't missed anything. Looks like I haven't. Oh, yeah, those car repairs should always be rough. I have to get some done, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, and uh, it turned out I have to go back later on today. It's just a whole disaster, but we won't get into it. <laughs> well, hopefully it goes well for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And our final guest, we do have actually five on with us now, so please welcome for the first time of the podcast, artist from Undead Labs, Brant Fitzgerald. How are you, Brant? Hey, hey, good to be here. Thanks for uh, for having us on. Um, I don't know uh, what I'm doing here, but uh, <laughs> thank God Jeffrey showed up because I'm a disaster when it comes to technology, so <laughs> here we go. Well, you hit the button properly, so you know you got that far. <laughs> Thanks for making it that easy for me. Yeah, it was no fun problem. watching him gingerly copy and paste the link. It was awesome. <laughs> it was. Very I did easy. very, I did very very softly copy and paste the link. I will admit to that. Yeah, Brant was actually telling me in our little test um, we did earlier, Jeffrey, that you had to leave him like all these notes for the um, one stream you took off. <laughs> yeah no that was but no i guess once brant gets going on a stream uh or, or anything like this uh he he goes all the way uh i remember when i i took a, a a big break to take a summer vacation with my family i was watching the stream uh on my phone in the car and he even had like a puppet made of me uh to replace me on the stream like it was uh i i never seen anything so crazy it was mostly my emotional support puppet <laughs> But uh, the person I was living with at the time, um, my landlady, she is very creative. And I said, hey, could you ever make a puppet? And she goes, oh, yeah, no problem. I said, I need one of Jeff Card. And she laughed and <laughs> and maniacally ran off to her craft room and within a couple of days came back with the puppet. And it was perfect. Oh, my. So. Yeah, awesome. And it's and it's 27-year-old Jeffrey Card, which makes me feel young looking at it because it's me awesome. with my long mane and curly hair. Instead, instead of 40-year-old Jeff Card, which is the orange mohawk weirdo. Right. 
well, you know, you guys got through that streamer, right? You know, you had your Jeff for Jeff replacement plan in place. So the orange <laughs> mohawk, love it. <laughs> yes, it's it's glorious. I have to say, it's uncomfortably close to Brant right now. Out. <laughs> That's your next step. Join the club. <laughs> we're we're accepting apps. <laughs> I call us Skinions. But we are here to talk about the State of Decay Awards. So yeah. um, I do have some a uh, little bit of notes about the actual results. So we actually had anyone want to guess how many ballots total has? Uh, One billion. Two ten. <laughs> Is it a little bit under that? I'm gonna hmm. guess um uh, two thirty four. Well uh, you're you're still off by a lot. <laughs> Five hundred and nine. Are we low or are we high? You're, uh, all, you're all high. One eighty. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Um not ninety seven. One thirty seven. Okay. Yep. Wow. Okay, that's good. Still that's pretty good. solid, though. Yeah, yeah. It's statistically significant, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, so it, it, it'll work. It, it'll it's work to get some good results. Exactly. Yes. So, <laughs> so we have one thirty-seven ballots cast. Um, a couple of them were not able to be counted because the gamer tags provided they didn't exist. So, uh, it wasn't fair to count those votes because it wasn't the verified vote essentially. And then a couple of instances. It looked like they could possibly be fake accounts. There was two instances where the gamer tag provided had zero gamer scores, zero friends, and it just seemed like hmm, this is a little bit fishy. So there's two instances <laughs> where I didn't count those. So I, it is sure so that? reassuring to hear that you are so much more careful with your with the no, votes yeah. than the like federal government. No, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is good. Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't my we, gamer tag with zero points? And, and zero friends. <laughs> and no friends. No, it wasn't yours. It wasn't yours. You've got a friend in me. But I kind of figured, you know, if, if this is a gamer tag and they have literally zero gamer score, that it seems a little bit fishy to me. Like they yeah. just made it just to vote. So yeah. I'm no, like, my, hey. my four-year-old son has over a thousand gamer score. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you can get, you know five ten gamer score in like five seconds by some games so yeah and and by the way thanks to everyone who did vote um because you know get, getting people to do anything outside of you know liking something even getting people to like something on on a page is is difficult but getting them to go through a whole you know uh poll a whole that 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 takes some you know fan effort so thanks to every fan who took the time to fill out the poll and and submit yeah. that Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had 16 categories. That's that's a hard ask for some people to vote in 16 categories. Yeah. So we do appreciate <laughs> yeah. everyone voting for that. So we appreciate it. But I do want to say also that not every category had um, exactly 137 votes. Some people chose not to vote in some categories, which is fine. You know, it wasn't stated that you had to vote in every category. So there's some categories that might have, you know, 130 votes. Some categories might have like 110 so not every category has the same exact amount of votes, but I believe every category had over 100, though. So Nice. Okay. But in future awards, um, like this is meant to be an annual thing. So hopefully next year we do it again. Mm -hmm. And in future awards shows that might change, um, I might decide to just, you know, make it so you have to vote in every category. That way, every category gets the same amount of votes. But mm -hmm. yeah, it, it still works out statistically either way. So oh, It's up to us to get you some content to vote about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to, I have to go to work. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> you got to make 14 new categories worth of stuff I can vote on. <laughs> so start working out some more traits, Jeffrey. 
Yeah, you have a base word. Sixteen hundred that are there. Hmm. Analysis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, analysis would be a good one. You should vote that. <laughs> but um, so that's a little bit about the statistics behind it. Uh, we do have sixteen categories. Like I said, there's fourteen for in-game content, and then there's four that are sort of for people in the community, like streamer of the year, content creator of the year, things like that. And we're going to start with best map. The reason why we're starting with this one is because I wanted to get out of the way first, since this was the biggest blowout of any of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I've got a guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask mm. you guys, what do you think your guess is for the best map? It was a big blowout, uh, the biggest blowout of anyone. I'm going to guess Valley. Yeah, I'm betting yeah, Valley. Yeah, Maker Valley. I'm going to say Cascade Hills, just to be different. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys did get the top two. So um number four oh, was nice. the daybreak map, which had nine percent of the vote. So some people, you know, even though it was a smaller map, they still voted for the daybreak maps. That's cool. Blaine's is a good place. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Blaine's grocery store. <laughs> and then it has um the snake room, which is I believe Mark's favorite thing he's Snake Side. That's cool yeah. room. Yes. <laughs> And then number three was Drucker County with 22.6% of the vote. Awesome. And then I'll just keep going up since this one's a big blowout. Um, Cascade Hills had 27.1%. Mm-hmm. And Meager Valley was the winner with a whopping 41.4%. Wow. So wow. Almost <laughs> yeah. half the vote. We're going to have to go tell Luis that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yes. So if, if can we expound upon that a little bit? Can I uh, definitely? Yeah. yeah. Um, so with uh, I, I I think the community voted that way uh, for one specific reason. I think it is the the way you can navigate Driving, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Navigation. It's um the that valley is just so easy to navigate in. I think it's the um the the uh all, every place you can go in that map. It, it feels like you can really get a good idea of that map two or three hours in the other maps it's almost even like especially if you played that map first if you played val the valley first going to the other maps it, it can get a little overwhelming for a lot of people it it did for me for the first couple of days when exploring all the different maps um so i think that just off of that that first uh irk i got i think it's just navigation um so i, I wouldn't take it any farther than that I, th- I think it really just comes down to um uh you know how players feel about having to take more time to do the things they want to do in the game, yeah. you know? No, I kind of agree. I mean, uh, Brant and Jeffrey, you guys have any comments on that? You yeah, I, I completely well? agree. The, yeah. I mean, we tried, you know, we had three different people who set up three different maps, mm-hmm. uh, sort of did the layouts, uh, initial layouts, and we wanted to try different philosophies uh, no, yeah, with that- each map. That's good. I, I think that is the perfect way to do it. I don't think you guys should have done anything different with the way you guys did the three maps. I think that was genius having three different people. That's I didn't know that. That is really cool because then you do get to try those three different ways out. But as a player, for me, we don't know that. So we're like we just, you know, jump to our first conclusion. But knowing that fact, I think um, changes a lot because that that brings, you know, they're, you're trying things. A, dev, a lot of devs don't try a lot of different things. You guys did a lot of different things with this game, and you went and you tried to innovate, and that's the the very least we can ask for. Whether it hits or not, okay, but 
at the very least value one. So um, <laughs> there's something good here. You know, there's no, really nothing negative about it. It's really just interest and player. Um, it's, it's statistical, really. It's it, Blaze is good at that. I'm not. I'm not really good at the logistical stuff. <laughs> I just, I really love how lush the valley is. You know, it's really mm-hmm. common. Uh, in, like classic post-apocalyptic stories to have very sort of stark, dry, dead landscapes, which, you know, kind of, it helps sort of build the emotional uh, impact uh, of of an, an apocalyptic story. But I like the way that Meager Valley actually got, kind of goes for contrast instead, making the world feel extremely alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with sort of its bright colors, especially the mm-hmm. greens and the, you know, blue sky. Yeah. And then letting sort of the, the horror seep in from uh, from... The, the events yeah. that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And see, personally, I voted for Cascade Hills because for me, that's kind of the in-between where it's not too tough to drive on, but it's not too easy. And I also love a lot of the bases and a lot of the scenery yep. in that map. So Same that here. My personal that's vote. why I said uh, Cascade Hills for number two. It was because I, I'm a real big yeah. sniper. And it's got a lot of great, <laughs> just awesome snipe lines there in Cascade Hills. So that, that would be my preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta say, I do. I actually have spent most of my personal uh, playtime in Drucker County, even though it was uh, the third place map. Same here, yeah. Um, be, be, and part of it is because uh, you know, I mean, it's trying something new with the the big plateau in the middle, mm-hmm. which it disrupts your ability to to navigate the map uh, super easily. But it also sort of it, it narrows your access. It kind of makes the game a little bit harder to play. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets you know, when you get into trouble far from home. Um, you yeah, know, your, your ability to get back yeah. home is much, it's much scarier. And so, so I do like it for that reason. I, I actually have it's a. Fun- Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to add to that. Uh, it's interesting that, you know, navigation wins out uh, because uh, during the production of the plateau, one of our one of the things we ended up changing was adding that that road on the north end, that sort of under construction road, just so that we had a little bit more access to that plateau instead of the, you know, the. Um, what it was east and south were the main entrances to that. We had a lot of testers suicidally driving <laughs> off cliffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, in the game, in the game, in the, game the yeah, in the game. So I, I actually have just pertaining to the maps. I actually have two questions. One, did you guys? It seems like uh, what now? Now thinking back, just from this conversation, it seems like these maps were almost made as like difficulty changes. As Valley is very, it is easy now that I think about it. The navigation makes it a lot easier, and as you get into you know the Cascade, that's when the, when you get into the hills, that's when it gets a little harder to navigate. And I think almost if you to play the game correct, I would I would say like the perfect way to experience the maps is from Valley to Cascade to County. I would say to Drucker County or or well I guess you could switch Cascade and Drucker because Cascade's harder. Um, but I, I what I, what what I'm saying is like you you could almost set it up to where players are experiencing the map from like. The community is you're supposed to have the community throughout all three maps, and each map kind of does progressively get harder when you look at the different um ins and outs of how the maps were designed and constructed um and i i was that a design philosophy was that something you guys were trying to do? No, it just worked out that way okay. um, based on i mean because when we started those maps, we had no idea like what fuel consumption was going to be in the cars or how oh, fast right. they would go mm-hmm. or even like the damage you would take from driving and and how difficult it would be to navigate certain parts of the map on foot. Mm. So um, a lot of that was just what we went to the limits of what our system could handle for map size mm-hmm. and then started working backwards from there as far as 
like uh, cutting out areas, like some of those inaccessible areas in uh, Cascade Hills mm -hmm. were simply to um, allow us to stream other parts of the map in. But ah. I mean, none of those decisions were made lightly. Mm -hmm. We're always thinking about uh, the type of flow. But as we got further into developing the game and we got better at optimizing um, our streaming system and things like that, mm -hmm. it's it's in it was interesting to see how... Um, map construction changed as well. Yeah, because Meager Valley was the uh, the third map that we started. It was the last map, and it was the one where we understood the most about ah, the way our system works. That, I mean, Cascade Hills and Drucker County, they use a lot of classic level design strategies mm -hmm. to block your viewpoint, make sure you can't just see across the entire map, yeah. because that can be deadly to a game that's you know streaming in the map in chunks yeah. uh, while, while you're moving around. And Meager Valley is actually the riskiest map because of the sight lines are so mm -hmm. long sense, and ridiculous. Yeah. But it, we could only do something like that after we kind of knew a lot more about what was possible uh, in our world. And anyway, uh, I'm assuming that we're that we're talking way too much about our own. Uh, I feel bad because we, Brent and I, just love to talk about this stuff. Uh, but I, I imagine we've it's got right. like, other categories. Fifteen on, other right? ones. Yeah, that's 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 my fault. That's my fault. Fifteen others. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. all right though. So we'll get to the second category. Um, so the second category we're going to talk about is favorite facility mod. And this was um, basically a landslide for two uh, two of the entries. So hmm. there, it was basically a two-horse race. Um, I'll throw it to Brand. Do you have any guesses what the two in the race were? I got to look at the nominations. I, I don't yeah, have them I up on the screen. I got to look at the nominations, too. Um, I, my favorite it's facility. combo spin, network so that, signal booster. So... That uh, outpost or the uh, compost was my choice because I always set up um, gardens, mm. and um, yeah, that's that same same deal with me. I, I always have. That's one I know, Okay, I know I know that a lot of folks uh, really depend heavily on the um, on the um, hydroponics, but I'm always an outdoor right. farmer, and so yeah, the compost bin is huge for me. And see, that is actually the one that I would have thought would have been in the top two, but compost bin actually got third with thirteen point five percent. Well, well, I mean, all those hydroponics folks. Right. It, it's it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> you, I mean, I I I'm, <laughs> take it with grace. Do you, do you, are, so the favorite facility mods, right? That's the category, right? Yes. All right, I, I, I'm going to have to say it's going to have to be the rifle ammo press because the rifle ammo press, I, I think just from a community perspective, when they look at that, they're going to look at compost bin and not remember how useful it was or look at like right. the network signal or, you know, the CNC mill. They're not they're going to look at those and not remember how important those are, but they're going to look at the rifle press and be like, oh, I, I remember when I really wanted that. And I when I obtained that, I was like, yes, I can make my own ammo. So they're going to go with rifle ammo. So that's my best guess. And that's exactly what I think happened because it was between rifle ammo press and network signal yeah, booster. Yeah, it had to be so. network signal booster. That, that's exactly what happened. Yep. And you would be right, Casey. Rifle ammo press came in at thirty-six point five percent, and network signal booster came in a little higher at forty-two point one percent. Popularity so show there. Signal booster does get the win. Nice, nice. Which uh, I kind of expected that because a lot of people do love their outposts. You know. Uh, hacking, which was nominated for a skill later on, you know, like people love that skill because it adds an extra outpost. So people love mm -hmm. having more outposts in there. Yeah, those the signal boosters was, I mean, outposts are so important and so they useful are for sure. and stretch the flexibility of base design mm -hmm. so much. 
Yeah, we knew we knew that the uh, the hacker skill, the hacking skill uh, on the red talent guys was going to be the most popular reward uh, for for Daybreak because it adds mm. another outpost. Mm. Well, we'll have to see when we get to that category how it did in that category. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, right, to, right, spoiler alert, right. Jeffrey, way to go. <laughs> That's why that was in my head. <laughs> yes. Sorry for ruining your podcast. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Restart. Of course. <laughs> well, I've, I, honestly, we have no idea who won. And so if that was a spoiler, we'll find out mm-hmm. later on. Exactly. I'm the only one that knows. And I did that way on purpose. That way it'll be, you know, honest reactions from you guys. I don't want everyone knowing, oh, well, I already know this one wins. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes it more organic this way. So I figure that's the best way to do it. But KC, we're going to talk about the favorite facility next. Do you want to say which one got third place right here? Uh, which one got third place? Um, it's sitting there in the chat. In the chat, yes. The Red Talon Workshop. I can can take. Yes. Yes, with eighteen point seven percent. That's interesting. Is that one that you guys? That is. That is interesting. Hmm. Let me check Uh, the battle. You want to know what's? You want to know what's really embarrassing is that I don't believe. Uh, I think that's one of the few things I haven't earned in Daybreak. Oh yet. wow! wow. <laughs> you got to get that. That's like one of the top facilities you want. So. Um, yeah, that's why I find it interesting that it's number three. You definitely want that. Um, I would have thought that would be in the top two personally. Yeah. that's what I would have thought. It could be that a lot of the voters haven't earned it yet, and that's why they didn't. Yeah, that could be. That's, a... that's possibly true. That is interesting. Well, and also, let's. I mean, being completely honest, n- not nearly as many people played Daybreak as they did the original game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? so that is true too. Yeah, so maybe it's you know it's because they ha- don't have Daybreak possibly, so they might not even have that or know what it is really. So Which will be, be uh, yeah. further conversation for our next Undead Trials. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> plug, yes. plug. I even worked on that thing for update six, but uh, <laughs> but I haven't earned nice. it myself. Yeah, and um. But Something for next year's uh, awards. I would say uh, take take DLC or any downloadable content and give that just really dedicate uh, DLC its, to its own categories so that the, that mm. so that they're not in that base game because so many more people are playing just the base Game Pass game that you know a lot of the community uh, wouldn't you know necessarily know the DLCs or um, some of the more some of the paid content that did come out early on um so yeah i thought about having a category for like favorite dlc or something mm-hmm. like that but um but it, i didn't want to go too high in the category exactly yeah 16 was a good i also category. don't want to discount we need to make we our need to make ability more. or the ability of these awards and these different things to entice people to want to upgrade their their game from just the main game and you know get into daybreak because it, it is just easy to to grab a game pass uh, membership and and jump on the, the main game, but there's no pressure or no enticing to get into the daybreak other than the players who love it and and things like we do here. So I'm all for including the DLC stuff so that it it is that additional enticement for for people to upgrade their game and come on, get in deeper. And you're th- you're thinking oh, like a I? game developer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my, my email address to send me an application what? is. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and um, Game Pass kind of caught us by surprise. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't have anything planned with something like Game Pass in mind, and um, so yeah, all of our content that came out um, was was designed as, you know, sort of more traditional 
digital or whatever. Um, but uh, believe you me, uh, all of our plans moving forward Mm -hmm. uh have that kind of service nice. in mind okay i i i do have just I, I do have something to say so the 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 game pass and um so you guys were are the leading in that you guys are one of the pillars in the you know uh triple a games coming to game pass day one um that is like i was astonished to hear that and when i heard that i was like dude these guys really want everybody to play this game they want and i was telling my audience undead labs is so confident and 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 so open to this community and getting a community that they want you to play this game to next to nothing for for now like you could get game pass if you're new for uh one dollar a month you can play stave decay 2 so with that, you guys were also leading in the indie space on Xbox last generation. You guys are kind of really the leading developer in the uh, Xbox AAA now first party scene. Can I ask, why did it take so long for you guys to get acquired by Xbox, by Microsoft, <laughs> you know? So this is, there's so many like levels to this question. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. And, and we weren't in a lot of the rooms where these kinds of decisions yeah, were made. Yeah, a lot of those decisions were made so far above our pay grade that it was outside the building in many cases, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that we agree wholeheartedly on is that the one of the strengths of State of Decay... I, I don't believe in the AAA title, uh, the AAA label. Mm -hmm. I, I don't honestly don't think we're a AAA title. Well, I, you guys um, don't but, conduct yourselves like a AAA kind of sheltered developer does. You guys, you guys are like a indie developer I mean, with AAA kind of you know gusto support. to you. Not AAA. Honestly, though, like lately, I don't even know if you want to be AAA anymore because That's a lot true. of AAA you know games and companies haven't had a lot of exactly. issues. So I think you know. Where Undead Labs is at is a good spot, yeah. I think. So a lot of the games that I admire the most uh, out in the industry are are the smaller indie games. Mm -hmm. so those, those are the ones that I spend most of my time playing. Those are the ones that that I take the most inspiration from. I mean, so many of the ideas um, that that you know that went into State of Decay two came from just obsessively playing RimWorld. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know games like that, that that you know that's a very very small team working on a game just out of you know out of love and 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 hope for for the chance of making something original. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to penalize Jeffrey for using the R word here, but um, but man, RimWorld and Jeffrey are are married forever. I believe it, it is my favorite game of oh, all. Oh wow, time. But that's interesting. The point the point is though the point is though that uh, that you know. Wait, your we, we like the facts. We like the fact that this studio runs like an indie studio. That even mm -hmm. as we get larger, even as we get acquired, so far we've managed to keep the connection to our community, who we love. We've managed to you know keep kind of keep the lines of communication open and uh, and try to you know we try around here to to, to give people a lot of you know uh, influence and ownership over what they're making. And uh, it's and that's hard to maintain as you get bigger and bigger. It's harder and harder to maintain that. Exactly. So, uh, we're. We're going to have to see how well we do at keeping that going in the future, mm -hmm. but we're certainly trying. We it, It's it's one of the reasons that Brant and I like working at this yeah. company. Absolutely. But we can kind of finish up with the favorite facility here. So, Brant. Oh, yeah. Is that announce, what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to announce number two and number one, I have them up there in the chat. All right. So, number two was the Armory at 29.1%. And then... Um, Surprising no one, hydroponics. <laughs> at 37.3 is the yeah. way. We all figured it would be, yes. So. 
Uh, I'm so, I mean, I'm so happy that got into the game. So, yeah. The hydroponics is amazing. Brian put a lot of work into trying to balance trying to balance all of the different you know uh, farms and gardens and things like that mm. against each other and uh, and make it so that you know that things had the right costs and and the right you know output um, and I'm glad that that work paid off that people really appreciate you know, climb into the top. Now, of that Jeff, ladder. did you vote? Uh, I did. I I can't remember did, yep. which one I voted for uh, in this particular category. It might have been the armory actually, but because uh, I'm not like I said, I'm I'm an right. outdoor farmer. That's so. why. I I like this. I like the sun on my neck. You know, <laughs> the wind in my hair. Yes, Jeffrey always has dirty fingernails. <laughs> Which I actually want to say to the armory. I think why it probably got ahead of the workshop is kind of the same reason that the rifle ammo press got second in the other category. People probably really appreciated the ability to, you know, make any kind of bullets they want in the armory. So that's yes. probably why I think, mm. uh, as well as the um, the gas grenades, uh, smoke grenades. It's the only right. place you can get them from other than finding them with the RNG. Oh, good point. I also like the art in hydroponics. Uh, I, between um, Dan Cole, one of our artists, did most of the uh, did the art set up for most of the facilities, but I also helped. And I also went in and added the little water drips and stuff in the hydroponics when you turn oh, it on. So, nice. you know, I have a, a lot of love for... <laughs> A little biased. Yeah, a little bit. Brent dripped all over that thing. Yeah, the hydroponics is amazing, and that was my vote. I mean, I couldn't think of voting for anything else. The Red Talent Workshop, we did make a good argument for it in the nominee show, but I think the hydroponics still takes the cake, though. So, But next up, we have one of our categories for a person in the community, and this is for Uh Rookie of the Year. So all the people in this category were streamers that are possibly new streamers they're possibly um newer to the community or i want to say with this category too because we did have some um discrepancies with it where some people took it the wrong way basically by rookie of the year it wasn't meant to be a slight to anyone it's basically since this is the first awards show essentially anyone that didn't make the streamer of the year category is eligible for this category so like Uh. For example, there's people in here like, say, Andy T. Pims, for example. He's definitely been streaming for a while. He's not, like, new to streaming. But because he didn't make the other category, he was eligible for this one, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So, gotcha. And then there's people like uh, ACC, for example. ACC has a lot of followers, and he's definitely not new to streaming either. But he was newer to the community, so he kind of fit into this category. So, for example, next year in this category... It would only be people that are newer um, for this entire year. Uh, but because it's the first awards show, it kind of made sense to couple people in there that were still eligible because it's the first awards show overall, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that makes sense, everyone, and it kind of clears it up because uh, there was a little bit of description with that. But no, I can see that that, how up, that so. could be a miscommunication. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah I, so. I know that like everything you do on this show, Blaze, is, is clearly <laughs> meant to make people happy. And exactly. So, <laughs> and I would be fair. I would like to add that anyone anyone who streams our game is my streamer <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a lot of great ones, and you know we had seven in this category. So even if um, they didn't make you know, the top of the voting, I will shout them all out right here. We had I Kill You, we had Tall Guy Gaming, Big Red, ACC, Andy T. Pims, Mr. Huge, and Scarproof. So all of you are awesome, and, you know, congrats on being nominated. So before we get into the results. Absolutely. And a hearty thank you from us here at Undead Labs for supporting our game. We really appreciate it. But first up, we actually had a tie for number four, so I'll call that out. So our tie was 
right. put in the chat here. Jeffrey, if you want to announce our tie right there for number four. A tie for number four is ACC and Big Red. Both of them got, uh, like, was that 12.9%? Yep, 12.9%. So they both tie for number four. So uh, congrats, guys. You know, you, you put in a strong showing there, and it, it kind of shows um, how close some of these categories were because I left some of the very close ones towards the end of the show, but there were some that came down to literally one vote, and that's how close some of these categories were. So so we're going to get to some closer ones than that even. So that kind of shows, you know, how close it really got. But number three, we had Scarproof with 18.8%. So nice. congratulations, Scar. Congratulations. 18.8%. Yeah, congrats. Mm-hmm. My man, Joe. And then... I will let Sizzle announce number two and number one here, so I'll put that Sweet. in the Sweet. Again, congrats to my boy Joe, Scarproof. Number two was our longtime Sod 1 original fan, Andy T. Pims, coming in at 21.2% <laughs> of the votes. And number one, our winner. Our winner. <laughs> the foul mouth man himself, the very tall, tall guy <laughs> gaming. <laughs> With 24.7% oh, of the vote. Man. So, again, I, very close. You know, I think KC has to. I think KC has to announce all the winners because he's got the. <laughs> <laughs> the up yeah. <laughs> I appreciate so, um, <laughs> I missed my call. Maybe, please. <laughs> yes. for, uh, for the winner for this category, Tall Guy Gaming, um, is there a, is there a backstory you can give to this guy? What uh, what did uh, you know? Uh, what do you think about uh, why the community went for him and and did he what what was his like you know mantra of the year? What did what did he contribute to the community? Um, I would just say he definitely it was one that actually qualifies for the technical word rookie because he's definitely someone that's newer to streaming mm. and someone that was newer to the community and I think people really caught on to mm. that and they just appreciated yes. that. So um, I'd also like, add. Yeah. For example, Andy, who got second, you know, Andy was more of a old mainstay in the community, mm-hmm. but he kind of applied to the looser term of the word rookie, where tall guy, he definitely applied more in yes. the traditional sense mm-hmm. of the word. And I think, you know, he's definitely someone that is up and coming in the community, and I can definitely see a big year for him. So uh, he's been streaming a lot of State of Decay. Yeah, I'll also add to that, that he, have... in our first Undead Trials in Daybreak, he had an exceptional run uh, being brand new to the to the title, to the game. And uh, he ranked pretty high in the trials, in the first trials. Um, I'm glad you called that out, too, because for the solo daybreak win, he was actually the person in the lead until Falldown yes. went last. So Falldown had to beat him, and Falldown yeah. beat him the last one. So Tall Guy would have won if Falldown didn't beat him. And, yeah. Uh, Well-deserved, Chris. Yeah. Well-deserved. Yeah. And and congratulations, congratulations and congratulations to everybody in that uh, category. All the nominees, um, you know, all there's always new voices popping up in the community, and for those people to be recognized is awesome. So, Blaze, thank you for even you know considering everything you could have possibly considered because I I gotta say I couldn't do anything like this. So, con- just congratulations to all the nominees and well, Blaze. Good job. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. It was definitely hard to limit it i i wanted to make a cap somewhere and for the people that are the content creators or the streamers i wanted to make a hard cap of seven nominees because i felt if i went any higher than that it's just getting a little bit too crazy yeah, it so, gets hard to like, to nail it down even even picking the seven it was just really hard you know there's some great people that had to be left out that i feel bad about but it's really hard yeah. to pick seven it was a couple yeah. of table discussions there between blaze and i about the nominees <laughs> and we yeah. had to pan it out ne- next year 
next year have a honorable mention for those who just you know slipped right by maybe down at the very bottom just honorable you know uh you know but yeah honorable mention well i, I can actually call out a couple right now i mean um yeah. three three that come to mind that didn't make this category or streamer of the year uh we had ethereal jade who i you know is yes. a great streamer on mixer okay. she's um been dealing with some medical issues and she's been out uh of commission for a little while but you know she's gonna be back to streaming soon oh, wow. and you know she's a great streamer and i wanted to put her in this i also wanted to put in devil's feline another great streamer who will be she's featured on the undead trials uh um <laughs> undead labs stream this month on the 29th by the way this month yep awesome oh yeah so mm. she'll be on that stream soon and the other one that I want to call out is one that actually was on the stream as well, Surreal Scotsman. Um, yes. He has, hasn't been streaming in a while. He's been taking a break, but uh, I definitely wanted to include him too. But it, it was just really hard to make the decision to where to cut the line and things like that. So those yeah. are three that I really want to call out yes. that I wanted to include. But so uh, props to you guys as well. I'm biased. If, if, he had, if he had been in the category, I would have voted for him. Um, mostly because uh, I loved listening to his voice when he was streaming. <laughs> I would just put it on in the background yeah. and just let him run with it. Um, he's a great guy, and I hope he comes I back to with sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so, too, yeah. Good guy, Derog. Yeah, but, with Jade and him in particular, I, it was hard for me to make the decision on that, but I thought because you know both of them haven't been streaming in a while, I felt it was a little bit more fair to give the nod to some other people, possibly. So, you know, you can say what you will about that, but they're definitely great streamers too. So I wanted to include everyone. Well, congratulations to everyone on this list. And again, thanks from Undead Labs for everyone, uh, including you guys for your constant support. Game's perfect. Well, thank you. Absolutely. And everyone, you know, does a great job. So thank you to everyone in the community. Game's perfect. But we can move back into a category about in-game content now. We're going to talk about favorite leader type and this one, I definitely made the distinction that it wasn't the Legacy Boom, because we all know if it was Legacy <laughs> Boom, then Builder would win hands down. 100% of the votes. So. Yeah, yeah, there's really no choice there. Yeah, it would yeah. be like 95%, and then the rest would get like 1% yeah. each. So. so that's why I've typically said it wasn't the Boom. So favorite leader type... Um, because it wasn't the boon, Builder did get fourth with 17%, which I'm sure we could all, you know, imagine a little bit. Um, I actually did a podcast talking about, like, the Builder Legacy mm. missions and things like that. And um, I think those are the lowest level missions in my view. And I think the other missions um, mm. held up a little bit better. Yeah, completely fair. And, yeah, which I talked about in the podcast, too. <clears throat> I mean, it, it definitely, I don't think it's, you know, really the fault of you guys at the studio because... How do you really make a builder mission? Because it's not like, you know, a sheriff mission. Oh, well, a sheriff goes out, and, you know, they take care of the world. Or warlord, oh, well, they're going to, you know, use some arms. Trader, they're well, going to go and trade. Like, what do you do as a builder? Go build sheds. What, what you're saying, it is, it is, it's definitely not the fault of the person who was assigned to script the missions for the builder. It might be the fault of the person who came up with the idea of having a leader type be a builder, uh, which is me, and I'm very sorry. No, uh, no, no, no. More <laughs> is always better. More is always better. It, no, but... Do, don't worry about it. You always, I mean, the thing is, you know, you always know that when you're creating something, there's a good chance that, that something isn't going to go out as well as you thought or something. If you make multiple things, something's got to be people's yeah, favorite, right. least yeah. favorite, right? And so it's right, totally exactly. cool. I do not take any offense or, or, or any worries about, you know, uh, uh, something not being people's yeah. favorite. Well, and, you know, there's, there's, another, there's another part to that. Um, 
in our haste to make this game after switching engines twice, uh, one of the one of the places that suffered from our lack of time mm -hmm. was the tools to uh, for for designers to actually craft really unique style missions. We gave them some bare bones stuff, and they made the best they absolutely could out of the tools that mm -hmm. we gave them. Um, and uh, and so. Um, I can see why uh, the builder boons are better, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah right. of of all of them, the the um, the legacy missions in that were less exciting. Uh, but um, I, it's funny. I almost always go with builder just because <laughs> because <laughs> yep. of the benefits. Mm. I think it's a good trade off. I think it's that a good balance too. between the missions and what it takes to get through to get that awesome boon. You know, I I think is a good trade off. The the builder uh the builder boon actually like when, whenever you're uh planning a system in a game and you haven't come up with all the content yet, you usually come up with one really good example of the kind of content you want that system to have. Uh, and so for instance, we were when we were coming up with the legacy boon system, the builder boon was the one that we were whole, always holding out, saying, "Look, this is the kind of thing you could get. You could get." you know, free power right. and water all the time for your next community. Mm. And it sounded really exciting. And, and, awesome, yeah. and, 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 but, but usually a lot of the time what you'll find is um, once you actually get to filling out the rest of the content in the system, your one example that you came up with is actually by far <laughs> the best thing you could possibly offer. And everything else has struggles to keep, to, to catch up. Uh, and that's, that's true of a, of a, of a lot of parts of the game where it's like, you know, the thing that we thought of initially is like, yes, this is why we're making this system so that we can have this piece of content. And, it's then a huge challenge trying to make everything else rise to the same mm -hmm. level. And I, I have a quick question. Adding the leadership roles, adding those, you know, leader archetypes, uh, was that the main focus when, you know, kind of switching from that singular story narrative driven type of uh, focus to a more dynamic narrative uh, like in the very early uh, information, we knew that it was a dynamic narrative. We we didn't know how far that dynamic narrative went. Um, and at, what we got was too a far. Well, we went. Well, we got a dynamic <laughs> narrative, but at that point, even in that point, I don't. I think it was hard to even try to describe what kind of game you guys were making because there wasn't a game to reference to. Because I think you guys are doing something very um, singular in the industry right now when it comes to how multiplayer is working, how you have all these different roles you can play in an RPG, which is in a zombie apocalypse that is. Um, simulated that is not no easy feat and you guys are the only ones attempting it so um i gotta say the the, the leadership uh, my question is was that the was that the thing that kind of took you guys away from a singular narrative uh well i don't i wouldn't say it was the thing but it was definitely always a foundational part of our plans for for trying to tell a, a okay. dynamic story it was that you know we, we wanted to sort of link the idea of quote-unquote winning mm. the game with the the story that the game was going to be telling, and uh, so that that was always uh, a fundamental part of, of what mm -hmm. our plans were. And I really appreciate you framing it that way because you know we're we're perfectly aware that uh, that you know some of the story, like the 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 story of State of Decay Two, isn't its strongest thing because we were trying something weird and right. experimental. And sometimes when you try something weird and experimental, you knock it out of the park and you just blow everyone's mind and you alter mm -hmm. the industry. And you know we knew that there was you know we were rolling it like a twenty sided die. If we rolled a twenty, that's mm -hmm. what would have happened. Um, but all of the other numbers have some level of, ah, it didn't quite work out the well, way we well, hoped. And, uh, and so there's definitely plenty of room to criticize, but that was the whole point of what we were trying to do was to try to 
see how big this envelope mm-hmm. is. You know, to take take the idea of storytelling right. in games and try to push it in new directions and see where we could go. Whenever you try something like that, there's a good chance that 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 what you make will will have weaknesses mm-hmm. that are that are that are pretty clear. But then you can sure. learn from those weaknesses. And I'm hoping that that our next our next state of decay story that that we you know assist the players mm-hmm. in telling uh, will be more satisfying because of the things we learned from state exactly. Of decay yep. Well, for me, I'll say too that you know with the story aspect of it, in some ways, I would almost think that you could say the story in the second game is a little bit better because it's more geared to yes. your personal story. Mm, so yes. in, in that sense, I do appreciate that because I can have whatever type of story exactly. I want. You know, I know, for example, myself and Kay Sizzle, we like to sort of role play mm-hmm. our characters a little bit and kind of like come up with our own stories in our head for, you know, oh, well, this person, this. Like, for example, my leader in my community, um, I had like the sort of the storyline made up in my head where she was um, dating like her second in command, and he died, and she feels bad about it now. So, <laughs> you are exactly the player we had in mind. Yeah. We were designing yeah, so I like how you put that, Jeff. You put a, uh, you, you guys made that, yeah. a game to assist us tell a story. That's awesome. Yes, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> tell a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the hope, and I'm, I'm really glad. The thing is, like every game has sort of got. Its audience, like the, the the group of people for whom the way that that game to get came together, uh, it's perfect mm. for the way that they play. And um, you know, some games have very large audiences where it's easy for them to find lots of people who are exactly mm-hmm. right for their game. And some games kind of have small audiences or small core audiences that 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 you know fully are looking for exactly what the game provides. And so, whenever you find someone who's in yeah. your core audience, uh, it makes you really happy because you're like, okay, good, right. I made this for someone. There and truly are people out there who, who we've been here for. So well. It seems like you almost made the game for people who love Daybreak, or sorry, Breakdown Mode in the first game. That's what it seems. I now that I'm thinking about it, it seems like mm-hmm. you know you took back you took back what people really really took from Stave Decay One. What made people play for a long time, and that was Breakdown. And I think you guys took some fundamental, um, awesome things within that mode, and you implemented it into that bigger. Uh, not singular narrative like the first one had, but into that, this is that open world, and this is that game, and we're going to expound upon that breakdown mode 100% and incorporate that into the story, so to speak, or that dynamic narrative. And it, it, that's what I get from it. So it's like when people are asking Breakdown 2.0, when's it coming? It's almost like we already got it, um, it seems. <laughs> so you, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, our intent was to take what we learned from mm-hmm. Breakdown and just make the whole the uh, the whole game more playable mm-hmm. like that and you know whether we whether we hit that perfectly or not um that's that's on us uh based on the decisions we made you know during production um but absolutely the the spirit of what was successful about breakdown was uh, played a major part in how we crafted because I mean, like Brant and I, for instance, were you know we were still doing the uh, the State of Decay one streams, you know, while we were working on mm-hmm. State of Decay two, and everything we were see- you know what we were playing, what other people were playing, like we were seeing so mm-hmm. much breakdown, um, you know, out there in the world. It's like it was it seemed really clear to us that that while people you know enjoyed all the th- you know the three different uh, you know, iterations of State mm-hmm. of Decay one, um, the 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 audience that just stayed and stayed and stayed and kept on playing was mm-hmm. the breakdown audience. Exactly. All right, so let's keep. We better yes. keep yeah. going. So, here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not your fault. But um, to end up with favorite leader type here, our third was sheriff at twenty five point two percent, and I'll just kind of go through the first two as well. 
The Warlord was second with 26.7%. And first was my personal favorite, the Trader, at 31.1%. So uh, I'm glad the Trader got some love there because I yeah. love the Trader personally. So The, tr- the Trader is, is, is one of the more sort of like positive and hopeful uh, approaches. You know, it, 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 uh, the, the Trader... Um, uh, the trader kind of gets assigned to characters who really want to go out there and and be kind to other people, make contact with other people, and it ma- it makes it a, a pretty compelling one. Yeah, that's actually the leader of my community, and that kind of goes back to the story aspects. You know, she kind of has that mentality where if she loses a community member, like it really hits her hard, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. see, that's funny because my traders almost always end up with the trait where they start arguments. <laughs> <laughs> really? So. Not not very good customer service. I'm I'm I. You and I are gonna have to talk after this, <laughs> <Nice>. Jeffrey. <laughs> well, I know in Jeffrey's community, his traders don't even last because all his characters die. So <laughs> it's because he let he lets fools like me play his play his game. <laughs> well, Darcy actually got the record. She killed three in one stream, so she has the Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah, Daisy, yeah. She's the so. most accomplished uh, massacrer. Yeah, my she's uh, she's straight up murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a hard record to take away. So. <laughs> I'm sure somebody will do it. But uh, moving on, we have our next category, which is best skills. So this will be interesting for you, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. I'm fascinated so. to find this one out. Though I, I have a guess about what might be the best one. <laughs> well, I am going to call it last place because I actually voted for last place in this one. So. Let me guess. Is it um, sewing? No, no sewing wasn't actually eligible. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding. You, just, you called it out in a previous podcast. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, last place was my favorite one, which is unfortunate. It only got five votes total. It's discipline. It, so mm. I oh. love discipline, but it, apparently other people didn't agree with me. So I, I figured I'd call it out, but I voted for last place. I was one of the only five people out of 137 people that voted for discipline. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's got a special place three, in my heart, too. Yeah, I agree. Discipline, I just think is really cool because the stamina options it provides you. So, but it, it is what it is. So, but um, number three was close combat with. Well, actually, technically, it was number four with fourteen point two percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. And then number two, we actually had a tie. So, Jeffrey, do you have a guess what the tie for number two was? Oh, I have. I have um, forgotten what the nominees were, so I'd be useless at. Uh, <laughs> at yeah, we actually tie. tried to bring up the. Uh... The, uh, the the ballot so the we ballot again, but but <laughs> since since we already voted, we yeah. can't see the categories anymore. <laughs> oh, okay, I can. Go okay, here they, yeah. Arky just posted them up there. Okay, so okay, yeah. Uh, see here for the top, maybe gunslinging and marathon. That's my guess. Well, you, I don't know. What is it? You got one of them. You can announce it right here. That's oh, number two of the tie. It's gunslinging and swordplay. Uh, okay, yeah. No, so, yeah. Swordplay makes sense. I just know that 9%. people love to run. <laughs> but uh... And number one, I'll let uh, Arky announce. This might surprise some people, but it kind of makes sense to me when I see the data. You know, Arky, this is number one. All right. Number one comes in weapon handling at 26.1% of the vote. Weapon handling. So I could have guessed that. I mean. Yeah, me too. It's 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 the most prevalent. He won on <laughs> Yeah, it's the most prevalent skill when you're out in combat, when you're out in the field doing what you need to do. So when people see this, the list, they're like, yeah, I needed that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go weapon handling. Right. So it's so easy for me to forget weapon handling because I'm such a uh, I'm such a sparing user mm. of guns. I am the same the way game that I don't actually end up needing uh, it that often. 
Uh, it's funny. My my real world experience had me voting for weapon handling simply because, um, you know, your tools are going to treat you like you treat them. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> like, personally, I clean my guns every time I use them in real life. So, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm going to go with weapon handling to be able to unjam. Yeah, I mean, the one I'd say I'm most surprised about is Marathon. They didn't get more votes. It got 12.7%. Mm. So I'm kind of surprised it um, landed that low. I th- would have thought more people yeah. would pick that one, but um, how did hacking happen, do? Because but... I kind of expected that one to be high, but it's another daybreak skill, and so I can see why people might just you know not have much experience with it. Hacking was second to last with seven point five percent, and dead last was discipline with three point seven percent. So wow. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, how's it feel to be so wrong, Derek? I... <laughs> oh, it feels great. <laughs> I think I think I voted for gunslinging. So. Uh... That was one of my favorite ones to just sort of uh, to, to plan. Yeah, out I think a lot of, um, I wouldn't say experienced players voted for gunslinging over weapons handling. I can I can name on one hand the players who pick gunslinging, the voters. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. It, I'm surprised it didn't come in really close to weapons handling. Yeah, I think kind of like what Arky was saying, you know, weapon handling is more of a skill that is more practical in, you know, mm-hmm. your use in the game. Where gunsling and store play, I think they're more skills that are like uh, novelty. You know, that's like really cool to have, but it's not like a necessity that you're going to need. That's right. So, Blaze, I I have a question, Blaze. Did was it? uh, I'm sorry. uh, I'm looking at the skills now. Was it marathon that came in fourth? Um, no, it was. Let me see real quick. It was close combat. It was. It was close combat. Yes. Okay. Close combat. Yep. So close combat was technically fourth, marathon fifth, hacking was sixth. Okay. Because what I was gonna say is, it looks like more gameplay driven uh, skills are more likable because you're using them more often. So, so that's why it seemed like I would hope marathon would be upper on the list. But it seems like yeah, all the sword play, gunslinging, close combat, and weapon handling. Um, I feel are obvious for community love because they're they're used throughout your entire gameplay experience that's true hacking and discipline are more passive mm-hmm. skills right they're skills that you get and right. then you've got an advantage that you just sort of coast yeah. with for a long time instead of actively feeling like wow i just did a thing that guns exactly. let me do you know which maybe that's why discipline was so mm-hmm. low for other people is that you know it's a skill that you get and then you don't yeah. think about it ever again yeah because i appreciate the intrinsic exactly. value of discipline but other people might mm-hmm. not look at it for that so I just like what close combat does to your character, right? It makes you just feel oh, like yeah. this, this <laughs> yeah. CQB bad. Thumbs up on that one. Yep. <laughs> but moving on, we can talk about category seven. We're going to talk about the favorite explosive or distraction yes. items. So uh, once again, I voted for the lowest of all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Brant, you might be able to call out the one I voted for because in the stream we did uh, with Undead Labs, we actually used this one. Oh. Hmm. Um, I can't remember all of them. I remember which one I voted Is for. The block and, Rocker? Well, yeah, the Block Rocker. Yeah. So <laughs> block, rocker, block Rocker has a, a, a place in my heart because John Gronquist, one of the original members of the team, um, he was actually the person that, that uh, I started streaming our game with years ago. Um, he came up with the art for that, 
And uh, it just made me laugh every time I saw it. Yeah, I don't know if it was just a because it's the DLC. Maybe, you know, that's why um, it was so low or what. But for me, it just has a special place for me because it's so fun to use. And I love the actual noise it creates. It creates such a huge noise radius that you can draw in mm. so many zombies. So if you want to just have some fun and have a fight on purpose, you can just literally just drop one down and fight some zombies. So I, I love it for that, too. But. Um, once again, only five people voted for that one. So last place with three points. <laughs> I'm starting to think that uh, your vote counts for five. <laughs> well, Block Rockers <laughs> maybe. <laughs> block Rockers heavy too, right? I mean, it's it's a it's heavier That's in true, comparison yeah. to things like the Firecrackers, which I voted for because I can pack a bunch of them and not have to fight anything because I'm terrible. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Block Rockers, uh, I love it. It's just uh, because I can't carry right. 30 of them with me into the field. <laughs> right. But moving on up the list, um, number four is actually the one that Jeffrey voted for, the boombox uh -huh. at 14%. <laughs> I was about to say. So, yeah, that was my yeah. vote. <laughs> so that got 14%. And number three, it might be another one that um, got a little bit lower because it was a daybreak item. It was the deployable minefield at 19.1%. Mm -hmm. So I think the deployable I'm minefield, it's, it's very yeah. useful in daybreak, but in the base game, I don't see it as yeah. much. Yeah. I'm impressed the daybreak item got that high, actually. It kind of speaks to its mm. value. I mean, it's yeah, super it cool. It's super cool. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of a deployable minefield well, like that. Um, yeah, agree. For those who used it in daybreak, especially those early days in uh, daybreak, for those who got the deployable minefield, it kind of it, it changed everything for daybreak. It made it a little bit more manageable getting into the later rounds. So um, maybe that's why they just, you know, it, it, it was impactful. It had an impact on the community for a little bit. Oh, without a doubt. The first, uh, I used to play daybreak with Fallout Girl mm. a lot. And, um, on her 60 uh, ran streak. Yeah, I remember she I, had like a million yeah. wins around. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pop back over the wall to, to pick up a health pack and the entire, uh, the ground looked like <laughs> yeah. it was Christmas, exactly. you know, Christmas yeah. display. Because yeah. it was just littered with all the blinking lights and I was afraid to walk back there. <laughs> Which I'm actually curious if you guys anticipated, you know, that many minefields being placed at once. Because I know early on in Explosions. Daybreak, there were some issues where game crashes would happen because of that. There's too many minefields out there. And yeah. that's since been solved, but I'm curious if you guys actually thought the players would actually be putting out that many minefields at once. We, we can never predict what's going to happen when the game, I mean, like, no matter what we predict, it's always more. Yeah, you guys are insane, <laughs> basically. We Shout out Monty Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, KC, if you want to announce number, number two and number one for our, our favorite, favorite explosives, the community's favorite explosives, uh, we picked firecrackers for number two at 22.8%. Um, before I get into number one, anyone want to say anything about the firecrackers? I use them yeah. constantly. Yeah. <laughs> when taking down I mean, play cards, anything specific? Yeah. I mean, uh, mostly because I'm a terrible. I, I, I get distracted and not paying attention to what's biting my <laughs> neck. And so if I see more than three or four zombies, I'll just throw firecrackers and try and do yeah. what I meant to do. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Jeff? Uh, yeah. Oh, about firecrackers? Uh, well, I mean, they're not the one I voted for. I wanted the boombox. Yeah, box, same so here. Don't ask boombox, me. I can't survive without my radio, too. I, I, I love yeah. old school LL. And go, go, I think go I'll say anything on I, the zombies. I, well, I think what firecrackers, what a lot of people like is that you throw it and exactly. it's an instant use where like a boom box, you have to place it and wait for it. So I think that's why. Yeah, maybe they're faster. You can stack them more and they're, they, they, they're quick reaction. 
But number yeah. one is to you get your bang for your buck with the C4 coming in at 29.4 percent <laughs> of the votes. Um, I love C4. Mostly yep, for mostly taking mostly down, for play, taking cards, down right? play cards because <laughs> yeah. that's you know yeah. I can have some fun with trying to take down a, a juggernaut and you know get him to walk over C4, but they're mainly for for play cards. And when I'm going on a play card run, and I want to take out all the play cards on the map, I'm stacking up with C4. Well, and you can make some fun uh, some fun chain explosives too, right? By lining up C4 down a road or something and blowing up everything that uh, happens to be near. also. Well, actually, with with the C4 too. Um, before the unstuck option came for vehicles, I actually tried using <laughs> C4 to move the vehicle. This is true. <laughs> it did not I did the out. same thing. C4 was my go-to to move cars. Yep. <laughs> yep. That, that works in real life too. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I can just repair the car after. Let me just try it C4 yep. out of the out of this ditch. Yep. <laughs> Seems legit. It didn't work all that often, but it it was it was fun. <laughs> it didn't work. Too it was fun, but I also <laughs> use C4s to uh, disrespect hostile enclaves. Uh, once I've totally decimated mm-hmm. a hostile enclave, I will put their melee weapons inside of whatever structure they were using as their home, and I would C4 it, <laughs> and it would be this whole cinematic <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah. <laughs> Remind me to never get on your bad side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're get, really. if you're gonna have a nemesis, exactly, have a exactly. That's my that's that's my good. No, if you're gonna have a nemesis, you want it to be the builder because all they're gonna do is build stuff back up for you. Yep, yep. Yeah, the builders be like, I don't like you. I'm gonna build something around you. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a horrible like uh, Sims player. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Any um, uh, when you guys were making the explosives, uh, um, who was there a specific team working on the explosives and or, or those things, the deployables and the and yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was uh, was uh, Gronk, Jeff Sultan, Brian, kind of working in concert, making that stuff happen. Yeah, and there was quite a bit of work that went into. Um, differentiating and making the explosives interesting. Like one of my favorite things that came out of that was how the fire reacts in the Molotovs. That was something that we didn't have the ability to do until Jeff Salt rolled up his sleeves and just made wow, it happen. Nice. So um, his work um, then expanded into all the other possibilities with how explosives can act differently. Each one has different characteristics and and people who play a lot will start to notice just the subtle differences between them. Subtle things we couldn't put in the descriptions, right? We just have to try things out and see how the Uh, frame moves. You know, speaking of which, uh, I want to make that point to whoever's listening to the podcast that um, speaking of Molotovs and different explosives, they don't compound and damage. If you throw a Molotov, let it burn out because if you throw a second and third one, it's not (laughs) doing more damage. I think it was Undead, um, undead Mark who, who brought that up, yeah. and so I wanted to make that, that point, point to whoever's listening. Wait till it burns out. You can't be any more exactly. on fire than you already are. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Which, since we're um, just ending the discussion on explosives here, I'm actually curious, the deployable minefield specifically, is that something that ever got thought about um, in the base game? And then you kind of just had time to bring it out in daybreak, or is that something that wasn't thought about before? I don't think so. I think that it was specifically to solve the problem of you know we wanted the daybreak experience to be to feel like a proper base defense experience with with a lot of defensive options and um and so it was really it was like part of solving that problem because daybreak was an interesting space where we wanted to make a, a proper you know defense game 
But we, you know, we were building an expansion pack, not an entirely new game. And so we, you know, so our resources for creating brand new things was kind of limited. And that kind of forces you to come up with interesting solutions to problems. And so uh, the, the, the deployable minefields are, are that kind of solution. It's a really interesting, weird solution uh, to solving a very unique problem. So Daybreak generated nice. that uh, much more than, than anything else. It does. That makes sense. Yeah. I also was not on that team and so i could be wrong and someone could come in and tell me no 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 i was thinking about that for a long time but that's the impression right. i got nice well we are halfway through our categories Fair coming enough. in with our eighth category we're about to be so yeah Woo. so our, our eighth one here is actually one that was so close it, it's not even I, I can't even imagine this being this close but the favorite community event so we're talking undead trials one undead trials two the kfs one to kfs two this was literally so close that almost all of them got basically around 25%. There was technically <laughs> wow. a winner, but just to put in perspective how close it was, number four was literally three votes away from number one. Number three was two Ooh. votes from number one. And number two was wow. one vote from number one. That's it's how like, close it was. It's like we all like collaborated or something to make that happen, <laughs> except we couldn't have. No one could be organized enough to make that happen on purpose. Yeah, Derek, it just means that we're all winners here. <laughs> yes. I... Well, I, I'm just kind of glad about that personally, because as someone that was involved in all those events, you know, I think it speaks to that, you know, there wasn't one event where yeah. people didn't like it. I think it speaks to everyone liking all the events. Definitely. It, so. Those who put the work in to bring those events to the doorstep, very much so appreciate that everyone loved them. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys who are listening for loving their events. More to come. So, okay, see, I'm kind of curious what your perspective is. Uh, do you have a guess which one was three votes ahead of the rest of them? Uh, which one was three votes ahead of the rest of them? Um, I would have to say it was probably Undead Trials 1, Daybreak. All right, well, I'll, I'll announce it here. Uh, number four was the first KFS, uh-huh. so that was three votes behind the number so it was one. The first. Number three was, oh, sorry, I didn't say the percentage. Uh, the KFS 1 got 23.7%. Then at number three, the KFS uh-huh. two got twenty four point six percent. That was two votes behind the first one. So both of the undead trials events got more by one vote each. And then at twenty six point three percent was our winner, and twenty five point four percent was second place. So winning by one vote is undead wow. trials two actually. Oh, wow. most recent. Oh, cool. Yep. So, that- yep. Yep, and, most and recent. It was the most recent, and it was also the the one that I mean, it was so complex what, what people were doing, and there's so much variety in what was going on. I can I can imagine it being like you know uh, folks you know feeling very engaged in in, yeah. in what was being done. Yeah, I know KC will agree with me on this. I mean, of the four events, that was definitely the most intense event behind the scenes for us. Like, By far, I'm sure it sounds <laughs> so. like it. By a lot. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was by far the most intense. I mean, because like the. The KFS 2, for example, that was a two-day event where, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't a ton of work behind the scenes compared to, like, Undead Trials 2, where it was a week-long event, and I remember, Jeffrey, I messaged you on Discord that, like, I had to make the schedule on the fly because, basically, people would get eliminated, and I had to make the schedule for the next day, like, at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. that night, yeah. so. <laughs> it sounded like a freaking nightmare, but you pulled it off, and uh, it was an amazing experience for the people who were participating. And I, I had a lot of fun watching it uh the undead trials two was the one that i caught the most of and so that got my vote yeah i remember you were there for the championship and you got to see me uh perform very badly in the championship (laughs) (laughs) well your your performing badly would 
I, I wish to be able to do what you did in that game every time I play. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> no, I was up against some civic competition. So shout out again to um, ML Maris, who got second place, and Fall Down Got Boom, who got first. You know, you guys were great competition in that. And you just showed me that, you know, for Undead Trials 3 and 4, I just have to step up my game a little bit more. So As we all. <laughs> Which I guess this is a good spot to talk about the next event, Casey, if you want to do that. So um, our, our next event is going to be this month. Undead yep, Trials yep. 3 is coming back coming to Daybreak back this to month. Daybreak. Oh, that's right. With our, oh. uh, we're going to revamp our old yep, challenges so. from our Undead Trials 1. You remember the our special challenges behind the wall, front lines, uh, guns hot. Gun, uh, of course, the melee only, which I think only two people still have done that solo uh, but we're gonna change it up a little <laughs> bit and make it um tr trio squats uh we're, we're gonna do some different things a little little bit different things well it's hard yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna actually have yeah. some three or four yeah. player action for this time so close that combat only last time. <laughs> that's right <laughs> cqc only, only. <laughs> no one actually attempted that in competition in the last one because it was too difficult but um the duo winners, actually, Sarkoth and Strelus, after they won, as kind of like a gimmick, you know, let's just see how far we can get. They actually got to wave, um, wave four daybreak with CQC only. So, wow. Wow. That for that. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so, they did die on wave four, but I mean, they were just trying it out to see it. They, they uh, got to wave four. So, you know, there's definitely going to be some civic competition. Ways in uh, KC. I will uh, organize my community and, and, and we'll participate in the next Undead Trials, my friend. Oh, we'll back that. We'll back it. Awesome. I'll 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 that. promote it in the next games cast coming up throughout the week and 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 next week and and I'll get behind you. I'm awesome. I'm totally down with that. That sounds awesome. I I, I unfortunately didn't participate in any of the community events. Um, I, I got just so you know burnt out and just took a step away from community just everywhere internet in general. But you know Undead Trials three. Um, I'm down. So uh, let's get it. And congratulations uh, for awesome. what you've been able to accomplish, your team and and just everything. You you guys are doing really awesome work for this community as community members. There's very little people like you in this world that that care so much about this, and it, it's crazy. So Blaze, uh, I'm in it with you, man. Let's do it. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. So we look forward to having you. And, you know, we will say again, this will be an event that's open to everyone. You know, the first Undead Trials, it was a closed off event to like invite only because mm -hmm. we wanted to test it out. But, um, you know, Undead Trials 2, we opened it up to everyone. Maybe that's why I got a couple more mm -hmm. votes than the rest of them. And Undead Trials 3 will be open to everyone again. So, you know, we'll have uh, signups coming up for that fairly soon. Um, I can announce that it's going to start on January 24th. So mm -hmm. two weeks from today. And we will, um, we're probably going to do it as a five day event. It just depends on how many people actually sign up. But, um, KC and I have to talk offline about some of the more details before we can release more details. But, you know, basically, uh, the 24th of January, we're coming sure. back to daybreak. So just stay tuned to the, um, the, uh, our events discord. That's going to be the best place. Well, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward awesome. to it. Definitely. Awesome. So, it, we look forward to having you in the stream. You know, Brant, you can watch us uh, make some fools of ourselves trying to do that. So, well, and uh, just so you know, I won't be embarrassing myself as a as a participant, but I will I will stand by and cheer everyone on. Well, I'll have to talk to him offline, but I'm Jordan. hoping I get my partner back uh, in Undead Trials Three. You know, yeah, I'm hoping Jurgen yeah. can come back as my partner. I think so. Jurgen's the only developer from the um, development team that has been a participant 
isn't he? Yeah. He is. Well, he because is, yep. because Jurgen doesn't care how embarrassed <laughs> he gets online. <laughs> <laughs> no, in Undead Trials 1, I actually got him his first four-day oh, break wins, So Nice. <laughs> That's right. He had never won. It was kind of funny, too, because, you know, we, we did pretty well for He had never won day break before. He didn't have any unlocks yet, and we got him all of him locks at the same time. So. <laughs> But hopefully he's free. You know, we'll, we'll have to see if he can come back to my partner. But we'll see what happens. But moving on, we're going to talk about another in-game content category: the best ranged weapon. So coming huh. in at number three, we had the M4X2 Light SSW at seventeen point six percent. This is actually the one that I voted for. Um, the reason why I like it is because it has a high bullet capacity at hundred in a clip, but it also is lightweight. So that's why I like it personally. I don't know if anyone else wants to comment on it. No comment on that. I like all the guns. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't make Brant choose between his babies. <laughs> Same here. Did you um all these ones in this category, Brant? Were you behind all those or? Um, I you'd have to put up the the list again. But uh, list for you then. I mean, you know, this time around, the first game we had ended up with two hundred forty wow. guns, and um, and they were all just most of them were just uh visual differences because I just wanted people to recognize the gun that they knew and so let's see. Alright, I can list them off for you real yep, quick. There um, they the are six that were in the category. Okay, yep. I mean Arky already posted it. They're Good. all Perfect. thanks Arky. They're all fun. I think the most reasonable of all of them is that M4X2. Um just for weight and capacity and things like that. Uh I didn't vote for that because I went with the one that uh, I think the day that I allowed or I infected uh, Brian, the gun designer, um, with my insanity and we came up with the Eternal Guard. But, um, but uh, you know, the, each one is fun. How? No, I definitely agree. And I mean, in the nominations show, you know, ML Maris, who was on here with me, he kind of thinks a lot of in the same way I do. And he was making the case for the M4X2 because, you know, it's the most efficient gun. And that's kind of the way that we think in some ways. But it's nice to see, you know, how um, other players think as well. I'm excited to see how the crossbow does since it is newer to the scene. Uh, I'm excited to see where that place is. Um, with the t I have to go with the Timberwolf because um, I'm also a sniper guy myself. And uh, I believe that's the 50 cal or. OK, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a sniper guy. Been a sniper guy since sniping heads and lifeline. So, um, yeah, I, that's, I think that's what I voted for was the Timberwolf. Well, since you speak of that, Arky, you can announce we had actually a tie awesome. for second. So you can All right. So there. in second place comes the Echo X2 repeating crossbow, surprisingly. And with the M99X1 Timberwolf tied with 22%, 22.1% uh, of the vote. Yep. And then if you want to announce number one, too, and we can kind of uh, Absolutely. talk about it a little bit. All right. And number for one. number one, ranged weapon goes to <laughs> Eternal Guards, 26%. Infinite range. Infinite yep. range. 150 rounds <laughs> before you have to reload. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, your baby there, Brant, no. your baby did win. So, so you might you might have to um, unjam the gun before you run. <laughs> yeah, and repair. Yeah. <laughs> <That's probably okay. laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the story behind that is is fun. Um, uh, Brian and I were talking about how how we wanted to uh, differentiate guns within their own category, like the AK, and um, 
so I started looking at uh, real world like magazine stuff, and and of course you know there's the drum, the famous drum mm. mags and stuff like that. But then I found uh, some obscure picture of of North from North Korea that had this crazy helix mag up front, and I just looked at Brian <laughs> with these big puppy eyes. I'm seeing this in my head, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, basically me." without words asking him if I can do it and he just goes just do it <laughs> I can I see that whole scene <laughs> nice so well I'm actually curious if you could speak to um this one a little bit it didn't place as highly in the votes but I've always uh, enjoyed the Devgru Infiltrator the X12 shotgun mm-hmm. and I really enjoy how that one actually yeah. has a scope on it because I wouldn't really think there'd be a shotgun with a scope and can you speak to that at all Brant? uh well uh I mean we wanted we wanted to because we didn't have as many uh different types of of firearms in this one um we really wanted to pick uh platforms that that could reasonably take you know mods and things like that um and of course that that sega uh is great for that the aftermarket stuff on segas is insane and so um Coupling that with the ability to put different chokes on that shotgun made putting a, a sort of a short sight on that um, a reasonable thing. And then to go a little bit crazy and make that, you know, um, the plague heart destroying firearm, um, we decided to just go to the, you know, uh, damn the torpedoes and go to the wall with with something that was just insane. And so that's how we ended up with the dev group. That's really cool because I really love that shotgun. I mean. I didn't vote for it. I voted for the uh, X2, but it's definitely one of my favorite guns is that shotgun. It's certainly, um, if you're in close range, it certainly yeah. clears the room. <laughs> With a couple does. of presses of the trigger. <laughs> and yeah, not and, much aiming needed. And Brent, for uh, the for the uh, winner of the category, how did you come up with the name for the Eternal Guards Infinite Range? So uh, It's Rage. Oh, Rage. Rage. Yeah, rage. rage. It should be Infinite Rage. Infinite Rage. Um, yeah, infinite range. Would be a problem <laughs> that's what I was. That's why I was like, hmm. <laughs> no, so we were. We didn't want to call out North Korea specifically, <laughs> even though that's the only place I've seen yeah. that used. Um, but uh, that that came directly from mm-hmm. Brian. Um, he's he was. We were thinking about what to call it, and um, and he he wanted to he wanted to have a nod at you know at north mm. korea um but not say north korean yeah. you know close protection <laughs> <Right>. whatever <laughs> so so that was brian that was all brian and when he when he suggested that i was like yeah just write it up wow. because that's perfect that's interesting <laughs> no I, I definitely think it made the right choice there too because especially nowadays i mean if you would have called it north <laughs> korean gun then there would have been like a huge backlash about that it would have been initialized <laughs> nk155 yeah. or something like that. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But well, I voted for the G18. Talk... Just wanted to just, throw oh, yeah, that yeah. out there because it's the only one we haven't mentioned. Is, is that the one vote for the G18? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably me. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see, actually. Let me see how many it technically got. Let's see. G18. That's the gun I was using. No, the G18 got 11 Ooh. votes. It actually beat the Infiltrator. The Infiltrator uh, got five mm, votes. I, wow, I would have guessed the wow. Infiltrator would have beat out the Glock. I, th- I think the Glock might be a lot of people's just sort of favorite in the real world or from other games, and so they brought that favoritism over into yeah. State of K2. 
because uh, yeah, because I, I mean that was my favorite. Uh, there was one iteration of Call of Duty mm. where that was my favorite gun. Mm. I would run around with a couple of those, I think, because <laughs> I was insane. And this one actually had one thirty-one responses, so only six people didn't vote well, on this one out yeah, of Yeah, that's so. uh, that gun. Yeah. I used that gun in my uh, infamous rage quit video. Uh, that's the gun that got my uh, leader killed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's that's why I voted for it. Okay, no. uh, my I, honestly, my my favorite gun, the the one that I. I just cheat myself all the time whenever I'm trying to test something. I want to be super effective as the RTX Stormbringer. Uh, so that wasn't on the list. And so instead I went for, uh, you know, uh, like automatic pistols uh, are, you know, not actually super effective against zombies. And so I chose the one that felt like the most interesting yeah. challenge. Well, I was facing in, in my instance, I was facing uh, it was I, it was the saviors. Basically, the I was playing the sheriff. So the mm-hmm. saviors pe- pe- people came and they uh, yeah, I showed up with a Glock and it didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best doing videos by the way like which i'm actually curious honestly people love it. to see me rage i don't Does know why anyone else have another pistol they want to call out? <laughs> emotions emotion yeah. cells because since jeffrey mentioned that oh yes is the uh the rampart on the list, so. that's that's it has become you want, you guys want to call the rampart that's a nice one too yeah the rampart that is that one was one actually of, um in one, one of the that's challenges fast and becoming my favorite you had handgun. to kill a juggernaut with the rampart now is that that's the the pistol shotgun right? uh yeah well, yeah, it takes it's a yeah. it's a magnum. Yep, it has the it has the power of a shotgun. Oh, it's a forty-four. Oh, that's right. The uh, it's based on the the Desert Eagle. Uh, right? I think that's the um, uh, what's the name of the the vul- the vulture is one that's the Desert Eagle. Oh, that's so it's oh, similar. Uh, the Vulture is the 45, <laughs> and the Rampart is the 44 Magnum. You, you get enough guns into the game, there's no way yeah. to keep track of them. Well, and it's funny because I, <laughs> I always refer to the guns by their file names, and it's not under Rampart. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah that is another challenge because once, once Brian and Andy get to them, uh, yeah, the guns all all change names, and, and uh, poor Brant's left without uh, a, a tag. To yeah, I'll work, I'll work for six, <laughs> six, seven months with file names, and then, you know, they decide on the on the actual in game names after often after I'm out of the loop and so I I can't I can't uh, identify all of our guns by whatever the name is. That's, that's kind of funny, actually, because you're probably thinking, "Oh yeah, remember Gun File X3?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good gun. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a great gun. That was so much. I don't fun. know what it became, yeah. but <laughs> but we're gonna move on to category ten. This is another one that uh, Jeffrey will probably appreciate. Best traits. Oh, yeah. So do you have any guesses, Jeffrey, at which one um, came out on top here? It's basically just a list of all the OP things I probably shouldn't have put in the game. So uh, it's more of a... I'll I'll read them off to you. It's Unbreakable, Indefatigable, Just Keeps Going, Immortal, High Metabolism, Incredible Immune System, and Never Been Sick. I'm going to go Immortal just because it's the most tongue-in-cheek weird one. Where I mean, it grants you a ton of health. And you know, and benefits and uh, and it basically, I mean, I don't know. It kind of underscores one of the things I w- that was fun about the traits was that the uh, the title of the trait is always um, like uh, is always sort of a more tongue in cheek way to approach it, and then and then the the text of the trait is a more it's kind of earnest. Per- the person is explaining uh, what this what this attribute of them is, and so you see immortal, and you're like, what? What are you t- what are you talking about? This person is obviously not. Am I playing Highlander because... the video game? What's going on? And then you read it, and they're like, oh no, they just feel like they can't die. They just have this like overconfidence, and so th- that's my favorite one. I I don't know what people chose. 
<laughs> and it's interesting you mentioned the text too, because before we get into the results, you know, something like just keeps going unless you actually look into the meta of the game and look at what that does. You probably wouldn't read that and think just keeps going. That's an OP trait. You wouldn't know that just from reading it. <laughs> some try to fly under the radar a bit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll get into it. Number four was actually incredible immune system with eleven point four percent. So that was our number four. And then I will let Sizzle read off the rest. If you want to do that, Sizzle. Number three, we've got Just Keep right, Going, 13.6%. Number two, at 21.2%, Unbreakable, which was a good movie, by the way. <laughs> and then <laughs> It does, huh? and I cannot <laughs> wait for that. It's got a sequel. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, <laughs> at the top of the list, at 318 Eight percent of the votes is immortality or immortal, actually. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, you were right. I'd, I'd like right, to thank Jeffrey. the Academy for. Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey, your vote actually counted a hundred times for that one. So <laughs> yeah, I argued with him about that. <laughs> so you had you had a hundred of the hundred and thirty votes. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely interesting though because. Um, I think that one actually got a little bit of extra credit from maybe people just reading the name because even if you just if you like just read the name, that's the one that sounds the coolest. So yeah, like what? There's a trait like that? Wait, just just I that want that. <laughs> that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even pronounce indef- indef- indefatigable. Indef- yeah, that that one is a uh, Horatio Hornblower reference. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it, so I didn't vote for that one. That's the name of Horatio Hornblower's ship. Uh, so I didn't know that word either until my mother became obsessed with that show <laughs> mm. and uh, made me watch all the episodes of it. So. Yeah, because again, like my vote, I voted for Just Keeps Going because I like vote on an analytical base and mm-hmm. Just Keeps Going is so powerful because it gives you a lot of extra stamina and I mean, not extra stamina, but gives you a lot of fatigue resistance. So basically you get fatigued a lot less often. And I really love that. So that's pretty much what I had to vote for. Oh, that makes sense. Well, out of, you know, I'm impressed you were able to come up with nominations out of, like, 1,300 traits. So. Yeah, I haven't even done a trait podcast yet. <laughs> like so, you know, I don't podcast. know how that will be on that yeah. trait podcast. That'll, that'll <laughs> be a... I'm trying to figure that out, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Seven hours straight. <laughs> with the... With the traits, so uh, when you were guys were developing, you said you were, you said earlier that these are like all the OP traits. What's one OP trait that you guys didn't use? Oh, the, <laughs> I think one of the problems with the game is that there are probably uh, <laughs> we used all of oh, the yeah, OP hey. traits. That's um, a good answer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't think of one in particular. I mean, a lot of the, honestly, like a lot of the, the traits that we had to decide not to do or, 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 or to, to, to change were ones that, that applied negatives to the player. Uh, partly because, I mean, we had, I, we did this whole, um, pass through a lot of the more negative traits that could be granted to you when you, um, when you took a follower mm-hmm. out in a car. Uh, we didn't make them all completely 100% positive mm-hmm. or neutral, but, uh, we had to, to definitely take down a lot of the negatives just because it turns out people were avoiding bringing followers with them because they were afraid their followers would be mm-hmm. ruined by a negative trait. But for me, I actually love having negative mm-hmm. traits yes. in my character and it's, it's kind of a taste thing, the kind of experience yeah. you want to have. Um, 
But it has right. sort of the fact that people are so allergic to negative mm. traits and, and like feel like a character is worthless if they have a single bit of red exactly, text yeah. in their trait block. Um, it, it, it sort of it's made us sort of think about you know mm. well how do we want to approach the next game mm. you know do do how do we want to sort of uh, take the you know the fact that people have this really strong reaction right. to it, like rejecting entire characters on the basis yeah. of a single negative trait if that's how people play what system should Which, we create for those people to give them the best experience and so maybe the best experience will be yay there's no negative traits in the game anymore or maybe the best experience is every character mm -hmm. has a negative trait. And so now, so yeah. rejecting a character doesn't matter. The next character is right. also going to have one, or maybe there's some third solution. You know, but but it, it does it ha really has made us think. You know, watching people, their reactions to the traits, the fact that their favorites are all the completely OP ones, and and that the negative ones get such a bad well, rap. Uh, I'm actually curious since you mentioned that, Jeffrey. Um, since patch 6.0, have you had a lot of feedback, good or bad, on the new challenge changes to the red talent characters? Uh, so I haven't seen a ton. I think we we okay. tried really hard to, uh, to to make it as palatable as possible. This is one of the few changes we made to the game where we actually went to the community very early on in the uh, in the process and, and, and asked people a lot of yeah, questions. Yeah, because I think they work pretty good. I'm just curious if like you had a lot of you know, negative feedback from some people or anything? Or? Uh, that, that isn't really... I haven't been hearing much about it one way or the other. I think a part of it is the, is the low attach rate of Daybreak. The fact that you know a lot of the people who are active, say, on our right. Facebook page and stuff, aren't huge daybreak players um but uh but yeah that was um i think i think it kind of went over pretty well and i think it sort of uh reinforced to me that talking to the community and and, and getting people's feedback early on is actually a pretty good strategy yeah, i definitely love that too and I, I love how you guys actually do care about what the community thinks you know there's a lot of games and game developers out there that they probably <laughs> would never say they don't care what the community thinks, but they don't really show that. So, <laughs> well, it's hard. It takes it takes a lot of energy, and it can sometimes throw you for a loop. You know, people will sometimes have surprising reactions to things that you weren't prepared for, and and sometimes right. uh, just uh, just avoiding that pain uh, it can be almost a, a, a reflexive thing. But one thing I was taught in, in film school was that you know uh, they told me that a, a movie is made I think four times: uh, once when it's written, once when it's shot, once when it's edited, and then mm. once when it's watched. And the first three made sense, and but the fourth one was a big surprise to me, realizing that of course. Each person who watches a movie has a different experience because of what they bring to the table. That makes and sense, actually, similarly, yeah. our game is not real <clears throat> until somebody's playing it. And so we can make what we think we're making, but really we don't know what we've made until we see people play it. And then that's when the real game shows up. And sometimes it'll surprise us. And so listening to the community and finding out how people actually play the thing we play, that's how we even understand. You know, I want to speak to something uh, towards the negative trait idea. I no, love I really cool, the negative so. traits. Um, because, and I, and I preach it on, on my stream, no one's perfect. And that's a real life gnomer that uh, players and, and individuals need to know that, you know, when you're accepting someone into your community, um, uh, we want them, of course, what they add to the community, but not one human being on this planet is, is absolutely perfect. And if you guys follow my lore, you know, my, uh, my character who I base my entire, uh, story around my red leader my red leaders the very first red leader had the worst negative trait and he's still the uh the, the linchpin in my entire lore the red leader he had he couldn't get 33 percent minus uh health and he couldn't get past that because he got migraines he had migraines growing up and he's still the 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 linchpin of my entire oh, entire yeah. thing so it just goes to to make that point no one's perfect but everyone's valuable you know, so I love it. Yeah, and yeah, it's fun. It it's fundamental to mm -hmm. State of Decay that um, that we didn't have the perfect character, right? We it's absolutely one of our linchpin. I mean, we absolutely built the game on the idea that uh, in a situation like this, 
uh, at least in our vision of it, yes. you're going to have to de- make the best you can with what you got. And not <laughs> everyone is going to be an ex-Special Forces super soldier. Um, you <laughs> and, know. Right. and in real life, each of those guys has got weaknesses of their own. You know, it's like right. there's no Clark Kent. There's no such thing. Everybody's got downsides. And that's yeah. When you're trying to make uh, a studio work, when you're trying to make a group of friends work, when you're trying to make a family work, like every single one of those with each individual, you mm-hmm. got to take the good with the bad. And you try you know, each person tries to make their bad as tolerable as they can. And each of us tries to make as much room for each other as we can. And sometimes we get into conflicts. But you always I mean, th- that's just always the uh, the fundamental exactly. challenge of getting any group of people together is how do you deal with all the bad traits? <laughs> Yours, everyone else. To, to summarize whatever. it, I think it, it it's what what makes a good role playing game is you're assuming a role, and when you assume a role, you're going to have to take the negatives and bad. And and when we look back at the D and D era when that exploded, it was all about the negative traits and negative things that would happen to your group that made the story better, and. I think KC mm-hmm. was kind of reflecting that where he was saying his leader had that negative effect and that negative effect made him feel like his character was he was actually assuming that role because he he saw that this is a flawed character and every story needs a flaw it needs something to redeem it and I yeah. think that's why it works and that's why negative traits work in all role playing games from RTS to third person uh games like this and I, I think that, uh, yeah, I think the negative trait discussion within any game, I, be, I bet that is the hardest thing to workshop as a developer. How do we, how do, how do we do, I, I couldn't even, uh, I, 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 how do we get people exactly. to negatives, right? Because, because, because some people yeah. do, they come to games to right. escape the negativity of the world, right? And so, so I imagine, I understand wanting not mm-hmm. to have negative traits on, on, on your character. It's like wanting to have a, <laughs> one place in your life where you don't have to deal with all these mm-hmm. freaking jerks. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all the time. But like, like, for example, like one of, uh, just, I'm sorry to, to, to keep this going, but we should probably get on the next no, category. No, fine, but, but the, um, uh, my, one of my, my, probably my favorite negative trait in the game is mm-hmm. one lung. Uh, which is one of the most crippling possible traits. Like your stamina meter, I think is cut in half or close to that. It's it's kind of ridiculous. But um, the reason I put that in the game was because around the time that I was working on the traits, um, my my best friend from high school uh, had had a son uh, who Shout had to have to one him. of his lungs removed. And um, and so part of me putting that trait in the game was 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 expressing you know hope that you know that that this child who was going to go through a really mm-hmm. difficult operation was going to have a perfectly normal awesome. life and be a valuable yeah. member of their community. And you know what? Wow. That kid is doing great awesome. right now. He's he's doing awesome. awesome. And and I just love seeing that trait in the game and seeing seeing these adult characters mm-hmm. surviving the zombie apocalypse with this trait that 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 this kid has and showing you know you can you can have all kinds of problems and you can still just kick ass in <laughs> your life. Yeah, I mean there's a character I had in my community for a while that had the old and tired trait and that trait is a tired trait that like knocks down his um I believe it was his cardio i think he couldn't max his cardio all the way probably that, that sounds so. right yeah jeffrey so were you I, thinking of me when you came up with that trait? How, how come you didn't let me make that joke first Grant? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i do like how there's traits like that where you can't actually specialize in a certain thing because the character just isn't able to do well enough at that uh particular trait but so. usually we let them have at least a few stars right you, you still can accomplish something yes. even if it takes you some time 
I, yeah, I think this particular character's name was Alfred. I think he could get up to five stars. So he could get up to five stars at cardio, but he couldn't get past that. Alfred makes sense for old and tired because both of those are dependent on the old, uh, the, <laughs> yes. the old stat. Both the name Alfred and being old and yes. tired. <laughs> he was a doctor though, so I kept him for a while. You know, he was a doctor. I'm like, hey, you're a doctor. You can say. Oh, uh, you know what? That's exactly the decision I made with my young lady, who can only get three stars in fighting. Because of, I, I forget the reason, but she can only get three stars. I made her my medic, and she doesn't leave the the uh, the base all too often. Oh. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Anyway, so sorry for the giant aggression, but... Uh... <laughs> well, next we do have a big category. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, it this wouldn't be an award show if it didn't run Exactly. It's supposed to be that way. <laughs> we, what we need next time is an orchestra that's, to start playing a song. Right. The time right. too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just have to get a third dev with you, you know, one of the sound engineers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get Kevin in here to start playing some music for us. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but our next category is a big one. We have Streamer of the Year, so... We're going to talk about Streamer of the Year, and I uh, will give a shout out to all seven nominees in this category. We have Fall Down Go Boom, Rabbit, Fallout Girl, P1 Gamer, Sarkov, oh. Mr. Darts Broadcast, and Kay Sizzle, who's here with us today. So, major shout out to all of you guys. You know, you definitely um, did a lot for the game this year. All these people in this category streamed a lot of the game this year, and they did a great job doing so. So I, I want to give a shout out to Appreciate all of you. That, you know, you're all great thank streamers, you, you. and thank you for what Appreciate you're doing. Appreciate you. Me. So props to you guys. Absolutely. This was the this was the toughest uh, thing for me to vote on because uh, everyone mm -hmm. on this list, and and you know everyone who's 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 streamed our game, but this list really sort of. Um, personifies some of the the people who have supported us the most and i just have nothing but love for um for everyone who's who's you know taking the time and to to broadcast our game it's these people are really special and it was a very difficult sure. uh vote to make for sure yeah and i'll say too that for making the nomination ballot this was the hardest category for me to decide on because, as Brant said, there's so many great streamers out there that stream the game, and it was really, really hard to cut this list of seven. You know, I'll give some props to um, KC, um, Maris, and Sarkoth. They um, did a lot of work in the entire nomination process to help me um, curate some of these nominees. So not just this category, but the entire 16 categories. Those three people um, did a lot of work behind the scenes, kind of helping me decide, well, should we have this category? Should we have this nominee in that category? So, like, for example, the explosive category, you can thank Sarkov for that one. Sarkov's the one that thought of uh, having an explosive category. So, just for example there. But, you know, props to you guys for that as well. But um, we can kind of get into the results here. So, we actually had a tie at number four. So... Arky, if you don't mind, um, yeah. since you're in the content creator category, I'm going to use you to uh, absolutely yeah. these results. Jeff and Brent. So, for number four, we have a tie, and Arky, if you want to announce our Alrighty. tie here at number four. So, for number four, we have K-Sizzle, uh, oh, NP1 wow. Gamer, tying in You're at 12.1%. <laughs> Yep. You guys tied. So. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> tie, you know, great job, guys. You know, it's been a fun a great year. year and major props. More to come. Yep. Yeah. 
and hopefully and a major shout out to kc for you know really keeping the community tight on multiple platforms uh and you know i just recently met kc just uh you know through some twitter feeds and stuff and uh he's i'm I'm growing to love this guy he is so genuinely nice and he brings such an energetic vibe to this and i really enjoy casey so congratulations for being a nominee and your winner uh whether you got fourth or first it doesn't matter on this list every single item every single thing in this are are winners are and and you know being recognized is the win that's the win yep Big thank and big thanks to both you, K Sizzle, MP1, and everyone else. You guys are keeping this thing alive. I mean, you know, in we released before things like Red Dead and stuff like that. So a lot of people have 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 moved away. Uh, but you guys keep the dream alive for us. And well, I uh, love the game. Um, so, and you. it's just before State of the K two came out, I was. State of the K1 had a very big place in my life. I mean, I would just, it it was therapy for me. It was fun for me. It, it filled a lot of gaps, lifeline, and just playing the game and, and, and sniping. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like a second nature now that two is out just to be involved in all these things and, and have someone now, other people to share the experience with. That's, you know, you guys thought adding co-op to it was just adding it to the game. You guys added co-op to my life. So I appreciate you guys, <laughs> the developers, for keeping <laughs> this game. Well, we can't – oh, go ahead. We we can't, we can't wait uh, for the middle of this year when you guys – uh, get a chance I'm to see what giddy. else we've been. We working. can't wait. We can't. Wait. <laughs> I'm all giddy. So, yes, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> and I do want to say too. I meant to say it when we talked about rookie of the year, but I want to make a point to note that everyone in these um, categories for like the people in the community, everyone got votes. So even if you didn't make like the top four that we're announcing, you did get votes. So. Um, you know, with people that aren't announced here, you definitely got votes. So there's no one that didn't get votes. So I just want to make that clear. But Jeffrey, if you want to announce number three, I put number three in the chat for you. Uh, three is Fall Down Go Boom with 16.2%. So congrats, Fall Down. You know, yeah. he had a great year. I know he was on the um, Undead Lab stream as a guest. It was as well, a lot you know. of fun to have on here. Yeah, absolutely. He does a lot of challenges all the time that make the game crazy for him. He Very- institutes all these rules and. His streams are definitely a lot of fun too. So I, I don't know how, keep, how he keeps track of it all, honestly. Like you know, maintaining his chat, paying attention to what they tell him, playing by his own crazy rules. Like yeah. it's, it's it takes a lot of yeah. mental energy that I can't even <laughs> I can't work up over here. Yeah, he 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 sort of uh, we became aware of him fairly recently, um, and just yep. huge entertainment value just watching him play. Um, I, in that stream where he was on with us, I tried to, you know, I played with the same rules that he was playing uh, with. What was that like? I don't, I honestly <laughs> don't know how he does it. It's, uh, I'm so used to, you know, we played no HUD and I was like, um, yeah, I'm just going to sit over here and be zombie bait while somebody else deals with the problems. Cause I was like, and I, I think I had, uh, uh, a crossbow trying to shoot that with no HUD was ridiculous and so yeah just watching him 
deal with some of the absolute evil ideas that his community comes up with. Is... Yeah, I mean, just last night, actually, um, I was on my lunch break at work and he was streaming and it was at a point where they got to a new rule. I suggested a new rule for his community that won the vote and a new rule he had to use um, last night was having no infirmary in his base. So he wasn't allowed to have infirmary at all in his base. So yeah, I mean, he, he does random things like that too. Things like Gotta if die. he gets bit, he, his character, ha he has to kill his Gotta character. Die. Yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> the guy's a beast. And the craziest one I always reference, like he actually played with the controller upside down. Like, I don't even know how <laughs> right. you attempt that. I would never even sign myself up for that. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you feel, Arky, but like I would never even try no, that. No, no, I'm good. I'm not trying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine trying it with a mouse backwards. <laughs> the guy's true, a beast. Yeah. He's actually a very an elite player. I mean, you can just think getting through well, some of those challenges and stuff. He's a really I mean, yeah. It's I mean, telling he, that he's won both of our he, tournaments. So. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, ne next year put <laughs> it is so. Put, uh, sorry, next year for the awards, put a put a category as like most talented or most skilled player, and maybe like they can like uh, submit videos of some of the craziest things that people can come up with, like playing with an upside down controller, like. And I'm glad you say that too, because that is a category I thought about having for next year when we have a mm -hmm. full calendar year of events. I thought of a category maybe mm, like best competitor, yeah. you know, so out of like, you know, say like, oh, there were six undead trials this year, you know, who was mm -hmm. the best competitor out of all of them? That yeah. could be a fun award possibly. That so. would be awesome. But I will allow Brant to announce number two and number one. So number two is in the chat for you and number one I'll type out right now. Well, uh, with 19.2% of the vote, uh, a, a good friend of mine, Mr. Be Dart, um, in Mr. Dart's broadcast, uh, in the same... In the same vein as Fall Down and the rest of you, you know, top streamers, um, you guys found that magic. And Mr. Dart's great because <laughs> he has this dreamy voice too, right? But um, he does just the ability to talk about uh, what you're doing and things. You, you right. talk about things that are deeper than just what's happening on screen, right? Um, and Mr. Dart's great at that. Uh, it's actually uh one of the things that kept me coming back to his stream is that um is that he looks at what's happening and he's able to to keep up with chat which I don't know how you guys do I don't know how any of you guys do it yeah I am a disaster at it I try to do my own personal stream and like you know I'll I'll, I'll play for 15 <laughs> minutes and then look and say oh look there's been a bunch of, been a bunch of comments <laughs> yeah but uh Mr. Darts just he's got that magic sauce that uh that allows him to play the game in a way that's fun uh, to talk about it and to engage with his community while he's doing it. And I, I, I honestly am in awe of all of your abilities to do that. It's just amazing. Um, and then number one, um, very close to my heart, a very dear friend. So I am completely biased and glad that, that, uh, that this is the result fallout girl with 26% of the vote. Um, she has she has been uh, such a friend to the studio, and yeah, and has I swear sold more copies. <laughs> Hashtag blame um, Brant. <laughs> congrats, follow girl. Yeah, she, definitely well deserved. You have to have some thick skin going into her streams, but um, um, it's uh, I I can't I can't emphasize enough how important she's been to. Um, 
to our game and this community and how she has been um, a supporter from for a very long time. I I got to meet her a couple of times uh, when I go to the PAX shows and yeah. it's just like having an old friend and, you know, running into an old friend. Um, she's been great. So um, I feel like our community is, is lucky to have people like her and people like you guys who are coming up with um, the different trials and things like that. Um, it just keeps our legs under us. Snuggles. So congrats. Fallout, Fallout that is my blue Columbia. right there. Um, uh, I'm, I, I'm happy. Yep. I super for the, the top two. Uh, my snuggles, my shorty, <laughs> Fallout girl. Everyone know I love her. <laughs> and and uh, uh, B fam. Everyone probably wonder why I call them B fam. We call each other B fam, B F A M, brother from another mother. We have so much in common. Um, I I think of us like the uh, money, uh, the movie Money Train, uh, Wesley Snipes, and uh, <laughs> and the other guy. I can't think of his name, but that would be me and Dar. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, oh man, Money Train, I got a special place in my heart for that, because it's got, it has got some of the weirdest back of the box, yeah. uh, like the VHS that you could rent at Blockbuster when I was in college, has some of the weirdest black, back, back in the box uh, text. <laughs> it, it, I think it ended with the phrase, tunnel of fun. That's a seller. <laughs> that sells. Sorry. No, no one brings up Money Train anymore, it. I just had to riff on that. You guys go ahead. If I can make a comment on just how diverse the community is also and for fallout girl to take the number one streamer for 2018 for sod2 is just it shows how this community it really there's no barriers once once you say i love sod that's the end of the discussion nice. let's learn more about you let's get to know you who cares what right. color you are who cares what gender you are who cares about any of that you love this oh well then i probably fa have five other things exactly. you, you yep. love that i love as well so let's talk and you know i've built friendships from this community that's why i i i say this this community changed my life because it has it it it, it helped me meet people i would have never met and i'm so happy that i've met the people i've met through this community and uh yeah so for fallout girl to win streamer of the year is it just shows how diverse and that's one thing i've said from like episode one of my series was this community is diverse and at the end of the day because comments can get a little racy and and at the end of the day i always wanted to push for diversity and push for inclusion and push for uh equality and just all that but within this community i didn't really have to um it, it pretty much self-regulates itself it and, and it's awesome no exactly and kind of like you're saying there you know the only thing i don't really love is when mm -hmm. people don't love each other and that's basically it for me like as long as you love the rest of the community then that's awesome and you know i'll be happy to support anyone that wants to support the other community members because yes. this community is amazing and i just mm -hmm. love supporting everyone in it yeah i there's been there's been some some friction in the in the communities lately, uh, and it makes me really sad because uh, one of the things that was so great about and still is about the SOD community as a whole is that um, we are supportive of each other and we have you know everyone uh, for the most part is is um, is mutually mm -hmm. supportive and it's great. Like I've been watching, uh, like for instance, uh, Fallout Girl for a long time, and I met some of you by by you guys visiting her, and then you know it just takes off from there. So um, it's just been, I still have high hopes that our community can sort of heal whatever small frictions there are, and 
Um, again, I will stand behind anyone in this community who is positive and constructive. Um, and I will, I yes, will, uh, and I'm one of the more vocal who are not doing that, out so. there in these, <laughs> in these, uh, situations. And it, it's, <laughs> I get very, very vocal when there's division, when there's someone being divisive and it's just, that mm -hmm. makes me sad and it makes me vocal. <laughs> it makes me speak against it. <laughs> well, that's how I met you. We should, we should talk, we should, we should get a forum together and talk about ways that we can try and um, uh, head off any sort of frictions Absolutely. in the future as, as a community initiative. So maybe we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, definitely. All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about category number 12. Now, this is going to be the favorite home base. And this one was actually a very, very close vote between first and second place. There was only one vote separating first oh, wow. and second. So once again, it was super close. So I'll announce the fourth and third, and then we can kind of get into the ones that were pretty close. So uh, fourth place was Lock and Key Cell Storage with 10.4%. This is a base that I really love a lot. I just love the look of that base. I love the style of it, and I love the elaborate storage it provides. So that would be my choice. It got number four, so at least it wasn't last place this time. So That was my choice <laughs> as well. I know it was definitely one of Brian's favorites to uh, to, <laughs> to work on because there's so so many just weird little ideas hidden in there. I'm kind of curious, actually, if you know, since we're on it real quick. Um do you know how the idea with elaborate storage was come up with? Because that's a really cool feature that's only available at that base. Uh, I would I would have to to, to uh, pass that one to Brian to give you to give you the Brian, details. Brian, okay, I got you. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I, it's really cool though. I do know that because it's a storage unit, um, we wanted to beef that up a little bit. Right, makes sense. Yeah, but number three is another one that a lot of people I know talk about: the Squalones Brewing Company with twelve point six percent of the votes. Mm -hmm. Good old Squalones. <laughs> I don't think I've ever resided yep. there. You should try it, especially as a trader. If, if you're not a trader I leader, I, it's probably not going to be your favorite. But if you're the trader leader, you can make so much whiskey mm. there to trade to other people. So you definitely try it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what okay. I use it for when I trade there. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was problematic for a lot of people because it's sent. I mean, one, it's it's great because it's central. But two, there seem to be for some reason a lot of zombies that just happen to wander into you know the base a lot well what i like about it too is um it has that which correct me if i'm wrong if one of you guys knows but i think it might be one of or the only um clearable large slot in the game the keg cooperage and it's really cool that you actually have a clearable large slot but huh. it, it basically acts as a staging area and that's why i always leave it because i figure i want the staging area anyway so if i want the staging area anyways i might as well leave the one that looks better yeah well, there was sense. there was a um, Brian did a lot of work to try and make each base have its own sort of hook. And, and that was definitely one of those things for that, for that base. Yeah. So that was, you know, three and four. Um, I'm sure someone here can guess what the top two are, you know, sizzle. Do you want to offer a guess? Uh, sure. Number two probably came in. Whew. I'm going to say the strip mall pro probably came in number two, uh, over or under the <laughs> container fort. Well, I will say those were the top two. So, uh, Arky, do you want to say what you think oh. the order was out of the two? <laughs> just, just I, the I think he had it correct. I think <laughs> the container fort got, got number one, because that's what I voted for. But, yeah, I'm going to go container fort. All right. So the results are 
Number two is actually container for 24.4%. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the abandoned strip mall wins with 25.2%. But remember, it won by one vote. So yeah. one single vote. Oh, okay. that one, so. <laughs> so one wow. solitary vote. The abandoned strip mall is technically the winner. Favorite home base. So what you're telling me is my one vote for container for it meant nothing. <laughs> Well, it, it made it a little bit closer. At least. It made it a little closer. You created that tight spread between them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If it, it makes you feel better. And that lets me know that there were some sensible votes because I, I picked that order because I was thinking uh, a popularity, right. popularity contest. But I would put the strip mall as number one. I like it more than a container. Well, yeah, fort. and Sarkov, who was on the nomination, so he thought it was actually going to be a landslide for the container for it. So um, he'll he'll be surprised to learn that it yeah. wasn't a landslide at all. It's very close between those two. Also, as an aside, the container for it was nice. the biggest pain in the ass to to make work. Just... <laughs> was it? <laughs> well, uh, if I can say, I think we could tell when you guys showcased that first base with the container fort. We could tell that you guys are pretty excited about showing that. So I, I'm guessing that probably came from the struggle of actually creating. <laughs> you guys just really wanted to show that one off. Be like, this is what we got for you guys. Look at well, this. Well, you know, it's funny. We we <laughs> that was one of the earliest ideas for a large base was just this big because I mean it just naturally worked. Um, mm -hmm. But the the problems came uh, structurally because every other base has a building you can tie it to, like a a a, a building model that we can then build around. Um, the mm. container fort was just thrown together by um, one of our level guys, and we decided yeah. to try and make that work. And without like this explicit model, um, the way our systems work for bases kind of needed that to to work fluidly. And so, um, so some of the problems that still persist that I don't think we can ever solve are like when you walk into the container fort the first time, and you know how it zooms in and tries to give you the rooms that you need to clear. You're never going to get the mm -hmm. full uh, readout on that because of, of some of the limitations of our systems. Mm -hmm. wow. Makes sense. Interesting. And, and I do hope that, you know, if there is ever a balance pass, that at some point the passive beds that the container fort gives, <laughs> I hope that's eliminated because that just makes it a little bit too OP in my opinion. So hopefully it's limited <laughs> at some point, but... Oh, I I don't know if we want to uh, weather the uh, torches and pitchforks that yeah. would uh, come after us if we did something <laughs> that like true. that. That is true. Yep. But that's kind of why I don't play there that much anymore, because for me, like, I want a little bit more of a challenge than that. And it seems like it's a little bit too easy to stay there now for me. So I try to stay somewhere else besides that now. Same here. I've only had one community in all of what six months that, that has stayed at the container fort. And that was just recently. They're still there. Well, actually. congratulations, Strip Mall. <laughs> yes. Strip Mall takes it. Yes. Even with that Taekwondo gym, I don't like to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Brian's. That's Brian's fault. You gotta love fitness. For <laughs> yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, it, it's still a good base. You know, it still took the number one. So congrats, second <laughs> uh, band strip mall. Great location too. The strip Absolutely. mall right there at the top of the map. Was it you also your number one uh, when you did your ranking, uh, Blaze? No, it was not. Okay, uh, number one for me for that map was Mike's Concrete. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I think the strip mall was number three. I think um, I had Mike's Concrete, and then I think I had the family drive it, and then the strip mall. That makes sense. And our 13th We're going to talk about the favorite vehicle now. And this was actually a pretty close category. Um, I know that a car that is a popular car with a lot of people 
actually got fifth out of the five. And that's the Zed Buster or Norma actually got fifth place. So. Oh, wow. Well, I, think, I, voted, I think that's what I voted for. I voted for, for the dog right? then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I, 16. We don't have, we don't have a writable dog, last. do we? Oh, 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 I know what you mean. Never mind. <laughs> so uh, just as an aside, I, I didn't see the Brogan Trekker in there anywhere. And that would have gotten my instant vote simply because it's named after my son. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, that, well, that, that makes Straight. sense. That's, that's an easy vote to cast. <laughs> yeah, that's no that's, that's, well, I love I love hearing like all these little like things you guys put in that none of us know. Like that's just so interesting. I yeah. uh, ne- for your guys' next game, may it be stay at K three? I don't know. Uh, putting it out there, I don't know. Who knows? It could be. <laughs> I don't know. But going into that, um, try to get a documentary team in there to really document what you guys are doing because I want to watch that I want to I want to see how that all uh, all unfolds we've got folks here at the um, studio who are filmmakers and who are who are interested in documenting that kind of thing so cool. yeah that, that that would be interesting yeah I would love to see that oh you have fans that will eat up <laughs> oh, that yeah. kind of content for no, sure like, for example I really love that <laughs> for sure. you guys did where you talked about all the achievements and, oh, really cool, where the names came from stuff. Yeah. yeah, we got we With got some Doug. upcoming achievements that I'm just in the process of uh, of entering. That uh, I didn't come up with this set, but I'm I, I'm pretty impressed by the names that uh, other folks came up with. Awesome. Oh, that'd be great. Can can we please get a solo melee on Daybreak achievement? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not just till wave five, but the well, that's, entire well, that's, Daybreak. That's actually, uh, that's actually one of the things. If, like, only, if, if an achievement well, if is too rare, people then, do it, then people get too frustrated <laughs> yeah. by not having a thousand points. So you know, you gotta uh, you gotta kind of balance them out a little bit. Yeah. See, that achievement it might not work, KC, because if only two people can actually handle it, you and Dart, then you know it's not going to be that good. <laughs> hey, you know. They can always one, dream. One rule we're all sticking to, though, is making sure that all of them are divisible by five. Because uh, uh, all their values. Because I played a game recently that all their achievements were worth 18 points. And it, it, it worked because I literally had to keep playing it until I got five of them. So that I could have an even number of achievements again. And then yeah. I had to quit. Because I would not let them touch oh, my uh, my perfect achievement score. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Hey, it's management. That's what the game's about. How to properly manage everything. But moving on, um, number four in the favorite vehicle category is actually the one that Jeffrey voted for, the Rope Mangler, with 16.9%. Yay! So, <laughs> so that was number four. Anybody have any guesses what number three is? Hmm. Smash Wagon. Well, that wasn't one of the options. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with, uh, the, the, the big boss. I thought I'd throw somebody off. All right. <laughs> well, I will let Arky announce this one. It's actually not the big boss. That is number three right there. All right. So number three is Vandito at 18.5%. Oh, wow. Yep. And then number one and number two was between the big boss and the Burninator. And the winner uh, only won by one vote once again. So very close. <laughs> one wow. vote decided this. So the, I, I'm kinda, betting Ber- Burninator uh, for, 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 for two? the winner. Yeah, I'll go okay, with that yeah. one as well. Okay. All right. So I will let Arky announce this one again. So there is your number two. All right. So in number two comes the big boss at 23.8% of the vote. Uh, and at number one is the Burninator at 24.6%. And that's actually what I voted for, too. So maybe I was the one vote. <laughs> best thing to come out of the I Independence Day pack. One of the best. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah. Oh, I actually, it's, I have a funny story. Um, I, I, IRL in real life, pulled into a gas station and there was a truck that was almost <laughs> identical to the Burninator. It was a white pickup truck and it had the stars and stripes did painted you, like, on it with an eagle. Did you keep your distance? And I took a picture. Was it completely like and, the Burninator? <laughs> I didn't. I, I I had a conversation with the owner, and he let me take a picture and everything. It was That's a cool. good, it was a good evening. <laughs> yep, I told him about the game. Hey, I nice. think he went and picked it up. <laughs> uh, oh, we always appreciate when you get people to buy our game. <laughs> oh yes. Well, hey, that works. You know, that's one way to get people to buy the game, right? So, <laughs> yeah, your car is totally in a game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you should buy it so you can see it. And then we get <laughs> then we get sued, and you know, uh, thanks, K Sizzle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just completely backfired on. <laughs> but there's only three categories left. We have community member of the year, content creator of the year, and best melee weapon. And we're gonna go next with content creator of the year which Arky and myself are both up for so we're gonna need some help from uh sizzle brant and jeffrey to announce these because we probably shouldn't announce them ourselves so <laughs> all right I, th- I think i think sizzle should do it Sizzle's yeah. the best at that yep thanks sizzle. <laughs> well, let's go all right up next are content creators which mean they create content on other platforms other than streaming, like YouTube or podcasts. So our seven nominees that few. we had were Jerzyo, which is a YouTube creator, ML Maris, another YouTuber, mm-hmm. Mr. Stainless, another YouTuber, A Squad Gaming, YouTuber, The Mighty Game Channel from YouTube, my Blaze Experience podcast, and then also Arky Gamescast from YouTube. So basically Ooh. six YouTubers and then the Blaze Experience podcast. Yay. So. Mm, delicious content. <laughs> yeah, and, unique and in his all field. the nominees on this category, I know pretty much all of them, um, and I've talked to all of them as well. And these guys did great work, especially the early days, um, going in before release, um, really keeping the community kind of tight on the YouTube sphere, kind of keeping them in, informed because not one channel could take on the community at once it kind of had to get divided into all these um different channels and each channel brought a certain focus and certain uh way of discussing the game and i think that gave the community almost just a it gave the the simple community the simple that the community that just goes on youtube and types in save decay 2 to find out information about the title that's upcoming they would they these nominees are the people that that kept those people sufficed and, and and up to date with what was going on and and um you know really kind of laid the mark for uh how how diverse and how opinionated this community can be but how also uh mature and structured it can be i mean just putting something like this together shows how structured facets of this community are and it's just uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to uh, most yeah, of these yeah. people myself as well. They're all great content creators. Um, the only one I've never talked to on a personal level is uh, Jerzyo. So I don't know, Arky, if you can talk more about him, but um, I, I haven't talked so, about him on a personal level. But So Jerzyo was early on a uh, creator. Uh, he came, as, as the game was approaching release, he came out uh, and started to do, you know, a lot of updates. And then he really took over the... Uh, giving people information on updates. So, like, basically every single patch 
and every single note within that patch, Jerzyo was the guy to go to after the launch. Um, because many other channels, you know, we're coverage channels, so we're kind of, we're, we're going from passion to passion. Um, so Jerzyo was the one that stayed and, and, and really, uh, uh, continued to thrive in giving the community info on each patch and updating, and updating the community throughout. But on a personal level, I have not spoken with Jerzyo, um, oh, you have yet. Okay. I have not. Um, I have made communication through DM and stuff like that, but nothing out of, you know, saying what's up and, you know, happy to meet you. Um, but yeah, so Jerzyo Yeah, because is... I've watched his videos too and stuff, and he's mm -hmm. definitely, I would say, out of this list, he's probably the more humorous one out of all of us. You know, he, mm -hmm. he definitely has more of a humorous yeah, style to him, I think, than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us are all, like, you know, content yes, and... very charismatic. Not as um, funny as he is, I would say. So. Right. Animated... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is very animated. So guys, I'm gonna yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna have to be a stick All in the mud and say we got to hurry up because Jeffrey and I both have meetings to go to in not too long. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry to okay. Sorry to be uh, be the jerk. No, no thank no, you no. for putting a time. We're happy you're here just for now. So <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> so our number four content creator since we're starting yep, at so. four. Uh, four and three. All right, so number four, I will announce. Actually, I won't announce. I'll have Sizzle announce that one. All right. Coming in at number four, content creator of the year in our first annual State of the K Arky. Awards, we have Arky, awesome. AGC. Congrats, Arky. Congrats, my friend. Thank you. It and I, As he yeah. mentioned earlier, we just met, and uh, he's an absolutely awesome dude. Uh, all around, as you if, if you've been listening to this podcast, you, you hear it in his voice. The guy's knowledgeable about the game. He's passionate about it, and um, he's he's just an all around Absolutely. great guy, fair and honest. And if you oh, want to keep uh, going, Sizzle, you can announce the rest of them. Well, Arky speech. Um, so from day one, <laughs> it, it was it was just such an honor to be a part of the community and and, and be able to you know, partake in what was the release and what is now the game and just be a part of that overall discussion on my platform and on other platforms. And I'm happy to be nominated. And that is the win at the end of the day is just getting the nomination, being recognized for the coverage series and what we were able to do. So uh, thank you, Blaze. And uh, thank you to the community for voting. Uh, and uh, thanks to uh, UL for uh, giving such efforts uh, to this community that even just showing up to an award show um, is something that is unheard of and I've never seen it before and I'm so happy I'm even here talking with the developers that you know created a game that really had an impact on my life so I'm just really happy uh, about this so thank well, you. Well I will say there's one thing that's awesome. a disappointment about all of this and that Jeffrey and I both put on our best gowns for the night thinking there was a red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> we want pictures in the discord please <laughs> or it didn't happen <laughs> well I'm, I'm sorry we didn't have red carpet that's next year we're, we're working on that for next yeah. year <laughs> well we would have pulled out the red carpet for number three which we just did a little discussion on jerseyo coming in with 13.5% of the vote yeah so great job jerseyo way to go thank shout you shout out to you yeah we're going to watch some of your videos today number two we have our very own blaze experience in his podcast which if you guys aren't listening to you're missing <laughs> out on life you you don't know the game if you haven't listened to at least three podcasts especially that one on the on the um 
yeah. melee weapons. The Blaze Experience <laughs> podcast, <laughs> I mean, I listen to it all the time. It's how I keep up with what's going on in my own game. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. A developer keeps it. up with the game he develops by listening to Blaze's podcast. What what better <laughs> shout out can you get than that? Huh? And then number one, we got coming in at number one content creator of the year in, in our first State of Decay Awards is A Squad Gaming, which is ASQD Gaming with 31% of the vote. Congrats, A Squad. Good job. He's got yep. some great and videos. Thank yeah. you. Thank you to everyone, Congrats all you content creators uh, for for again for your support and extending this game uh into places we never even dreamed of so yeah and also since we're on this category i want to make a, a shout out to whoever's listening to the podcast there are some original state of the cave content creators who are mostly on youtube that i just want to shout out to those guys and say hey we're, we're waiting for you guys to come on and help us create more content yeah, I going mean, forward we owe we owe so because we didn't have a dime for promotion in the first game, we truly owe so much of our existence to that original crew and we'll never, ever forget the contributions they made to, to State of the Cat. There it is. So, thank you, everyone. All right, and our 15th category coming in on our last two categories so, here. 15th category, we're going to talk about Community Member of the Year. So, Brant, if you want to do the honors and announce for this sure. one. Sure. So we have four members for this one. We have myself, Mr. Dart, Septic Aussie, and Kay Sizzle. And Oh wow. Yeah, I'll you're a brother too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> and real quick, um, for anyone that doesn't know, we already talked about myself, Dart, and Sizzle. Septic Aussie is a person in the community that we thought should be up for this award because he is someone that really supports everyone in the community. He is someone that is in every stream. He supports every streamer. He's always helpful in the community, and he just does a really great all-around job supporting all of us. So we thought he should be up for this. Awesome. So thank you, Septic Aussie. Septic Aussie is my man. Like, I want to see who, 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 who won this one because that's my guy right there. He, he is the reason that my stream uh, upgraded. Yes. So he's our stream hero. Um, Septic is the man over there in Australia. Uh, um, Brant, if you want to start announcing, number four is there ready for you. All right. Uh, number four, K Sizzle. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> number three Thank you, sir. is Thank you. Septic Aussie. With 17.2%. Yep. The man. And then number two, we have... Mr. Dart with 29% right. of the vote. Congratulations, Mr. Dart. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Consensus coming. <laughs> and then, you know, something that will go down in history is as the rigged vote of all time, Blaze Experience. <laughs> with uh, with 40% of the vote. Congratulations, Blaze. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that was our the only landslide um, category. Yeah, it was a pretty it? good landslide. I think even uh, Derek's vote counting for five doesn't explain that one. <laughs> Blaze, uh, well, uh, as with everybody on this list, but you especially have been uh, an even constant voice in supporting this game. And 
and the community as a whole. So thank you very much for your efforts on that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate everyone that yes, voted man. for me. You know, I, I really love this community and I love doing all I can to support it. You know, that's basically why this award show is even happening because I thought, hey, we'll be something really cool to like kind of kick off 2019 to for the community. And I thought, okay, why don't we do an award show? You know, people do award shows. Why not? Let's do it. I, <laughs> I thought of this idea and yeah. I made it happen. So, yeah. Hey. And working closely with the community member of the year ha has been uh, an experience uh, all its own. So I'll, I'll, I'll put that yeah, in. It's been a place experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has been a place wow. experience. <laughs> the ultimate plug. Awesome. I didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> catch that. That, is, that, is, um, that needs to be on a t-shirt. I think you're but, right. But, yeah, right. It's been a Blaze experience. <laughs> With all things considered, um, Blaze, you really are the community member of 2018. I, I think you've reached out to me, I think, every time you did the, uh, you know, any of the trials, any of the, you know, Decay Fest, you reached out every single time, uh, and it made me feel like, okay, even though I couldn't make it to the first one, you still reached out each time to see if I could, you know, come in and support and come out. And you are just, I, I think you are the rock in this community and putting on this show and, and putting on the podcast you put on, that is the rock and the staple for fans to always be updated and always have a place they can go to. And uh, so thank you for that. And thank you for having me on, even considering me for the list and, uh, you know, have, and you are the reason I finally get to talk with the undead developers I've always wanted to talk with. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, thank you, Blaze. You are, well, uh, you are a gem. Arky, you, Arky, we that. could only dodge you for so long. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, seriously, a lot of the 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 biggest, most visible parts of, of of what people think of today as the State of Decay community, what the State of Decay community does, are things that were created or supported or otherwise, you know, that kind of owe a lot of their existence to Derek Blaze. So yeah, I think this is well deserved. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate all the kind words. Very well. Needs a lot. Very well, sir. And you know, twenty nineteen. Don't think we're stopping because I've always got more ideas coming, so I, I'm always ready to do more. So fantastic! 2019 is going to be even bigger, so I can't wait. And I always got your back. Appreciate that. <laughs> Trying to get you to get some sleep. Well, who needs sleep, right? I mean, Jeffrey and Brad probably know you don't need sleep, right? We'll sleep when we're undead. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I dozed off there. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, just so we don't keep Brant and Jeffrey too long, we have one more category here. Best one melee more. weapon. Down to and our the final reason category. why I say this one for last is because we actually had to break a tie live here on the show. <laughs> there was actually a tie for the win. So um, real quick, I'll go through the ones that didn't make the tie. Number three, we had Cleo Longblade at 13.1%. Number two, we had the weapon that Brant said he helped design. The Bastard of Bella Wood, 16.9%. So that was number two, Brant. Nice. And then our tie was between the Cleo Battle Axe and the RTX Extermination Blade at 24.6%. It was a dead even tie, not even <laughs> wow. like a dead even vote by vote. So we have to break that tie here live on the air. So um, basically what we're going to do is we're all going to cast a vote right now, even if you didn't vote for those originally. You can vote for one of those two, either Cleo Battleaxe or RTX Extermination Blade, and we will decide the winner right here. So I will cast my vote first. I'm going to go with Cleo Battleaxe. So, Arky, what do you choose? Ah. Uh, 
See, like, you just took my, uh, all right. I'll have to go with, uh, Extermination Blade. RTX Extermination. RTX on Sizzle? Uh, that's gonna be the Battle Axe, my only weapon in Daybreak. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And how about you, Brant? Uh, Battle Axe for me. I I think that just renders my vote, uh, useless, which is great. I don't have to. I don't have to fall on either one of these sides. Well, for all intents and purposes, you might as well say your vote. Uh, I probably was going to go Cleo too. I love the style yeah, of the Cleo axe. weapons. Yeah, and and I even went against the weapon that I made. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I, so. I made the RTX blade, but uh, but Mark Mark's work on the Cleo weapons was phenomenal. So thank you, Mark. Uh, that was so, Mark's you know, doing. Huh? Cleo battle axe is our best yeah. melee weapon for 2018. So. You know, congrats to that battle axe. You know, Cleo is going to be happy. So you got to make Cleo happy, right? So. (laughs) The old battle axe, isn't it? We're not uh, not, uh, not going there. Like the you call someone? All right. And the battle axe rounds out our To speak on the battle axe, it did. um, it, It was like the first, you know, major weapon people were introduced to in Daybreak. So it, it 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 was that first like yes this new weapon and so the battle axe I, I I see how it took it um yeah I enjoy the Cleo battle axe as well so I'm happy for that to win I agree and you know for anyone that voted for RTX extermination blade it's not like it didn't get votes it literally tied for the win we had to break it right here on air so yeah that's what it, I wanted but... tied for the win so <laughs> hey maybe next year <laughs> yeah maybe next year you know <laughs> all that RTX extermination no blade it, and nerf the it, battle it's got to kill some more zombies yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the battle axe will come with a negative trait on it, right, Jeffrey? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you lose two food a day every time you swing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it'd be that popular. Yeah, that, no, we'll, so. we'll add some effects of like, like, like butter and frosted flakes popping off any time you hit. Yeah, and hamburgers just coming off. out, pizza flying everywhere. Exactly. Chicken legs being my favorite. <laughs> I'm so looking forward yeah, to you know, that so now. If you make that change to it, you know, it loses two food a day per swing, then I, I don't think it's going to win next year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just want to say, you know, thank you to all of you for joining me on this awards show. It, it was a lot of fun and, you know, it's really cool to go through all the 16 of these categories and go through this. So thank you all of you for joining me here today. Oh, yeah, it was fun for us, too. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely I would. I'd, I'd like to finish by, uh, from my end, by saying um, we adore our community. We are lucky and blessed to have such uh, an engaged community with people who care about it, like you guys. Um, and you know, we owe. Like, I, I'm like a broken record. We owe so much to the people who cared enough, like yourselves and our our original crew, way back in the days before we even had a game running. We had a community up and supporting us. Um, and, and we wouldn't be here without, without your continued interest and efforts. Um, so from the bottom of our hearts, um, uh, thank you for what you do. Thank Absolutely. you. We really thank appreciate you. Thank that. you. Absolutely. Thank you. From the community, Absolutely. we say thank from you. Us, thank now, you. I, I think I speak for all of us in saying, you know, we really appreciate how much work everyone Undead Labs puts in. So thank you to all of you Undead Labs for such a great year. And we really look forward to a great 2019 as well. You know, whatever you guys have cooking there, you know, we're ready for it. We're ready to take it on and try out whatever's coming next. So thank you so much for everything you guys do. Uh, all right. So get cooking and, you know, we'll, we'll talk awesome. to you guys soon. So uh, I'll, I'll see you guys on the stream on Tuesday. So.
See you. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. See you guys. Right. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> you Happy too. Thursday. And Arky and Sizzle, um, if you guys want to shout out how people can find you if they want to find you. So, Sizzle, if you want to go first. Um, people can find me on any social media platform, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, and mainly my Twitch my Twitch channel. And that's at KSizzle3G, K-C-I-Z-Z-L-E-3G. That's on Twitch and the other social media platforms. It's going to be Coach Keeby, C-O-A-C-H-K-E-E-B-Y on any of the social and media if platforms. You, That's if you want to shout out real quick, I think you just announced that you might be making a change to your stream. Um, if you want to shout that out, go for it. Um, Yeah, actually, there's um, slight changes coming to my stream. I've been, um, since I started streaming six months ago, it's been pretty much a gaming stream i've been streaming gaming uh however i'm going to start doing more podcasts and talk shows just chatting streams where we'll be getting into um all types of uh content um uh religious uh conversations not too much political but um gaming and just more just chatting so if you guys want to come over and get to know me and chat about some things that not a lot of streamers allow in their streams that's that's what i'm pretty much opening the doors yes yeah, so that should be a lot of fun so everyone you know definitely check out his stream um he's a great streamer and i look forward to seeing what you actually do with that um new direction you're taking awesome i appreciate that yeah we're looking forward to it and arky if people want to find your youtube and everything you know how can they get in contact with you uh, so Basically, I am on Twitter and I am on YouTube. Those are my two platforms I really focus on. It is Arky Gamescast and I am the host, Arky himself. So basically, each week we do Gamescast Live. It's a live podcast that is then broken up into a few segments throughout the week. And each week we have a fantastic time talking about gaming culture and just world events that occur that might be funny or scary. Um, just anything that really intrigues me as a creator. So you can find all that on Arky Gamescast, uh, the channel, and you can find it on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Discord called Gamescast Live Discord. You guys can come and make, uh, you know, if you guys want topics to be talked about, segments to be introduced, you guys can make that be known on Discord. Um, I'm on there every day, so if you ever want to talk with me, you can. But uh, with all that, uh, the whole thing was fantastic, Blaze. Thank you for having me. And uh, you know, you're welcome. As uh, you know, Brent was was spouting on earlier. He, he there, there's uh, we have a great community here, and uh, I want every single person in this community, no matter. Uh, how you feel about the community? I want, I want, I want us to come together and 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 build this thing even further, and and, and see new bright faces passionate about this title uh, come into the scene each year, uh, year after year, leading up to hopefully a, a new game. Um, but so yeah, just I I think this this is a fantastic community, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. So if, if uh, you want to check out some content, come come over. Uh, I'm happy to have you. So thank you, Blaze. You're welcome. And kind of like you're saying there, you know, whether you love State of Decay 1 or State of Decay 2, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. I mean, as long as you love the concept and you love Undead Labs, you know, we're all part of this together. So let's just, you know, make a better community together, and let's make 2019 the year that this community grows even more. Absolutely. Let's do it. And, you know, Arky, I think you announced on your last Gamescast that you're going to keep having a State of the Case segment. So yeah. if you want to check that out, then. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I decided that I, I think when I did the retrospective live stream t- talking about the history of the coverage series and just everything that went down, I, I I think I didn't make it clear that the game will always be in the it's the it's it's in our DNA. Um, at this point, it's the foundation, and I I think the audience always wants to hear the State of Decay two discussion. So yeah, weekly we're going to try to have at least one segment for State of Decay two, but in most cases we're going to have more than one because there's often more than one thing to talk about. Um, so yeah, we're going to dedicate about ten to fifteen minutes each week in Gamescast Live to State of Decay two and the thing, the ins and outs of its community. So we might not be talking about specifically just the game or new patch notes or new updates. We might be just talking talking about or bringing up or uh you know showcasing news within the community like um you know the undead trials 3 that you guys have basically announced today so something like that would be a segment that we would be putting in gamescast live so yeah uh thank you for uh, uh reminding me of that that's awesome no problem and you know I, if you ever want me on i definitely love to come oh, on oh absolutely you guys, you know? i want to have both of you guys on Bo- both yeah. of you um and, and casey i'm so happy to finally meet you and this is the first time I'm talking to both of you, and this is just it, this award show was really kind of a coming together of some of the the minds behind the community. It's really nice to see this award show be put on this way. It's it's wonderful, and I'm I'm happy to be invited. It was a lot of fun, and the nomination show too. You know, we had Sarkoth, uh, Maris, and Fall Down. You know, so I wanted to make it mm-hmm. different with the um, results show to have some different community members uh, on here. So I yeah. think both shows were really good shows. Absolutely. Well executed, mm-hmm. very well executed. Maybe I can um, be on the GameCast on my uh, sixth time that I solo Melee Daybreak. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. No, I'd love to bring you guys on to talk about State of Decay 2. E- even if you guys want to come on to actually do the segments, I'd love that. That'd be awesome. You Because all you have to do is call in on Discord and we can have your own, so that'd be well, great. Well, I mean, since you know Undead Trials 3 is coming up, maybe we can come on to talk about that soon. Absolutely, so. yeah. I mean, we have a show next week, so I'll be putting up segments throughout this week of, la- of last night's show. But yeah, next week, we'll, we'll, we can announce it on Gamescast and I'll help you guys uh, get some more people in on that. Cause, uh, awesome. That'd be awesome. I think that'd awesome. be great. Uh, but thank you again. You're welcome. You know, I, I'm glad you yeah, both man. came in here. You know, And um, just a shout out, if people want to contact me real quick, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me on Twitter or my gamer tag, which is at blazeexperience. So that's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube as well. Um, my Facebook and YouTube, I don't do a lot with. It's basically just somewhere where I repost the podcast to, but it is available there if you want to find it on there. I'm not like a traditional YouTuber like Arky is, you know, I, I don't do all the crazy things that you do. So mm-hmm. basically my YouTube is just used for, okay, here's the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's basically my, what my YouTube is. So, um, and then if you want to find the podcast in other ways, you can find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Blueberry, uh apple podcast my discord yep. uh, it's in direct download in sizzle's discord it's in my discord and direct download so basically anywhere you can find audio podcasts it'll be except for iHeartRadio. i'm still trying to get on there but that's kind of a harder one to get onto. so that's the only place i'm aware of that we're not on but besides our iHeartRadio, we're on everywhere else you can find us so uh definitely check it out and Hopefully everyone enjoys this episode. You know, I, I enjoyed doing these two guys, and I enjoyed you know having Brant and Jeffrey on here. So hopefully this is a, a good reaction to this episode. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And hopefully you guys enjoyed the surprise because I purposely didn't tell you guys who the guests were. So. <laughs> Blaze, if I can say, I was when I saw their names, I was like, uh, oh my goodness! I was like, 
Oh wow, this is awesome! I was like, okay, who's the because you? I I could tell you weren't you didn't say anything about the other guests, and I was like, okay, I wonder who it is. Um, but yeah, when I saw them, I was I was <laughs> I was really happy because I, I I really wanted to talk with them, and I'm I I. I now I got two hours to talk with them, so that's that's awesome. So thank you. Yeah, part of the reason I didn't say is because yeah. we had to do a sound test, um, or like a test to make sure it worked beforehand because mm-hmm. there was um some worry that it might have actually dropped the call or something like that. Yeah. So, but it, it ended up working, so it we got them on here and it was awesome. So, and Blaze, I'm on my mobile. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> I've been on my cell phone wow, the whole time. I'm glad that's so we don't we don't have any audio issues. You know, I'm glad you got that to work. Episodes. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, <laughs> before we buzz. get off here, one more time, we're <laughs> announcing here today: Undead Trials Three is coming January twenty fourth. Um, registration is not open yet, but we will open registration uh, fairly soon. Sizzle and I just have to go over some more of the details with Mister Dart and everything. So. But it will be a return to daybreak, and there will be some squad action. Um, so we're not sure exactly um, the full deal of how it's going to work yet, but you will be able to do some three- or four-player action for the first time in competition. So, you know, get ready for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and Ar- Arky said he's going to join us too, together. so you can see Arky play as well. Yep, you're right. So it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I, w- I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say something. I was going to be like, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but absolutely, yes, I am in. Let's just say, bleep, yeah, awesome. bleep, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> so, you know, nice. don't just watch it, though. Um, jump in, too, because everyone is going to be eligible. You know, whether you play this game for five minutes or whether you play for, you know, hundreds of hours, you can still jump in and have fun, you know, because... Um, we have to go through the details of how it's going to work, but we're going to try and balance it out. So, you know, it's not just like one team of people that have never played Daybreak before and then one team of people that have played Daybreak for, you know, hours and hours. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and balance it out as much as we can. So um, definitely, you know, look forward to that because it's coming. So uh, more great things are coming yes. for this community in 2019. And I really can't wait for, you know, what 2019 is going to bring. So. Thank you, everyone that's listening. When this releases, this will release on a Saturday. So thank, thank you. you so much for everyone that's listening. And thank you once again, Sizzle and Arky, for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. So thank you, everyone at home, for listening to The Blaze Experience. Blaze Experience.